Okay, you ever fly on a full full flight and they offer you money to not be on the flight? Yeah. Okay. What's your threshold? There's no threshold. I want to get where I'm going. You couldn't offer an amount of money to change. Yep. Uh, Miranda's flight this morning, $2,000. Would you take the $2,000? Nope. Not even, I wouldn't even think twice about it. Really? Would not think twice. Neither of you. They're- Probably not, unless, I mean, it's very rare that I'm not flying somewhere and have to be somewhere. So, no. I, yeah. I have to be somewhere. Okay. Yeah. It, it was a legit, I thought that was That's a That's a great question, but the answer is no. Well, so for her, because she's flying down for prep stuff, like, she, there was a four o'clock flight, so she could miss a little bit of some things. And for $2,000, you can just fly back there and get a hotel room. Oh, so she does not go? No, no. She she ended up taking the flight like you guys. But, you know, you could for $2,000 uh, just go again. What is your threshold? So she hit her threshold at $2,000. No, no, she didn't. She didn't because she was with her mom. She never accepted. She never accepted. Uh, I would. I told her to accept at the two thousand dollar mark. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I believe this fuck yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, like, why not? It's two thousand bucks. I've never heard that number in my life. I'll say that. No, I, I don't. Like yeah. One fifty. Yeah. Yeah, but two thousand is a high number. Yeah. Wow. Holy yeah, and they smokes. started at twelve. Wow. Right, and, and New Orleans is not an expensive, expensive ticket. It's not like a two thousand dollar ticket. No, you know, but like, it's, it's, it's up not, there. It's not it's international. And, no, and no. so like it's just I don't know. I found that interesting. Well, I think the state tournament's going to be really interesting too. You're not going to want to fly away for it. No, I will not. Good evening, hockey fans, and welcome to the Rink of Fire Boys High School Hockey Podcast. This week's pod is sponsored by Jack's Cafe. Three generations of great food for any special occasion. The Red Black League, the largest boys and girls off-season high school league in Minnesota. Summit Orthopedics, 11 locations throughout the Twin Cities with specialists ready to treat any sports-related injury. And Gemini Athletic, pro-quality custom uniforms with a championship pedigree. And now, here's Danny, Carl, and Tony. Is a burning thing, and it makes a fiery ring bound by wild desire. I fell into a ring of fire. Welcome, it's here the state tournament finally, Rink of Fire podcast, state tourney preview. Carl, Danny, it's exciting. Tony, sounds like you've been you've been talking a little bit over the past couple of days. I've been on the phone a lot. I That's drove cool. six hours to. Oh, I need someone to keep me company, so I drove six hours to Warwood on Thursday, and then uh, Thursday night I, we are on the spaces, so I was doing a lot of talking there. And then uh, we had uh, another ride home. I went from Bemidji to. Uh, Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids to Coleraine for a, a pit stop, and then I stopped in um, Hermantown. Yep, 
and then through all the way through to Cottage Grove last night for a, and of course I got there, and guess who was there? Josh Storm is there. <laughs> Lakeville South coach, his son is on the Northfield PBA team, and instead of Josh hiding from me, he waves me down, and we watched actually the third period in overtime oh, nice. together. Game went to OT, and his son's team lost. But oh. it was, uh, of course, I couldn't leave. You know, yeah. I'm like, I got to stay. It's overtime. Let's see it. So yep. it was an exciting game. Yeah. Are we without Kayla today? Yes, we are. She's she's still in mourning? Uh, uh, it's hard to say. I talked to Pilar Gibson, who was also shooting photos with her down in Rochester. And I asked Pilar at the day. I was the old day after call to see her yeah. amazement at Rochester Century making it to state. She, I go, well, how was Kayla? She, she was fine. She was you know, she wasn't pissy or anything like that. Just kind of whatever. She was more bummed that she had to ride back on a glum hockey bus, you know, with hockey boys that just lost that's a section final. That's that, a bad bus ride. That's a bad mm-hmm. ride. And yeah. she rode back. She sits in the same seat with her brother who does video for Lakeville South. He goes, yeah, it was a bummer. All these kids are bummed out. And my brother and I are just staring at the picture of the glass, and all the people were liking is her picture of the glass. One of the main reasons I called Pilar was the language on the tweet that Kayla wrote. Like, she camouflaged her language really well. I thought it was Pilar because Pilar's worked at a rink her whole life. She's worked in Pittsburgh with her husband, Todd, the super rink. They worked, and she's concessions now at Graham. And she wrote, and this is what happened. And this is, and Kayla wrote, and this is what happens when you pound on the glass. I'm like, that's the most polar thing in the world to say. Yeah, exactly. Nope, that was Kayla who wrote it. And obviously, everyone has seen the, seen the tweet now with what has happened. I I kidded Kayla yesterday. I said, Kayla, how does it feel to be 28 years old and have taken your most successful? picture of your entire life it's over it's all downhill from here tom kupich has already done that yes he has he's he hit his <laughs> with the carter rankleff pick yes. in ira yeah you just you shoot your picture and it's over like you'll never get better than that yeah i i get it what an exciting uh if you didn't listen to our spaces we had good attendance 520 some people ended up being oh. in on that call uh huh. at whatever time what happened in that first one by the way i don't know you I couldn't hear you. Were, you. I couldn't hear you. I could, you couldn't. Hear, no one could hear each other. Uh yeah. So when, so frustrating. When in doubt, turn it off and turn it on. There was literally seventy-five people in the waiting room. Listening to nothing. To listening to Peter. I mean, Danny and I going. What? Can you hear me? Can't hear you. Can you hear? Me? We can't hear you. You know. Yeah. Exactly. All the while, I'm trying to put the directions to Bemidji on my phone and do spaces. At you know, the same you should have just pulled over at that time. I I was just sitting there. Okay, let's get to some news. Oh, yeah. um, before Is there any? There's a couple of commits. Commits. Uh-huh. Danny's going to hey, look at Carl's doing the, uh, he's giving us the I'm on WDIO face right now. Yeah, I have no idea. What's I was going not on. on WDIO. Let's see it, Carl. One more time. Let's see that look on your face that you got busted on. Let's see it. Like this. <laughs> yeah, that was it. It was. That, that's kind of what it looked like. What was it? Was that? Rap has just made it to state, and they're going again in the next two years. Face or what was that? Yeah, face? it was. It was. Nope. What was the face, Carl? It was. I think that the internal struggle of trying to realize the fact that I am pulling for Grand Rapids and Elk River and St. Thomas Academy all what in a, the same week. Oh, what when a did night! This happen? Oh, what a night! Yeah. Oh, what a night for Carl. <laughs> 
Yeah, Boy, you know. I didn't realize. I didn't realize the result last night of Cretan winning keeps Rand at frozen at the mm-hmm. all time record. Do do. He's dude, just, frozen just frozen right now. Dude, just yeah. like blinking, you know, dot, 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 yeah, that, dot, dot. Or like the, the texting. The yeah, dot, 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 dot. Like, We're waiting for a response and yep. we're not getting anything back. So nope. Nope. Interesting. Well, that's definitely also news, I think. Okay, here are the two commits, um, both goaltenders. Both, both Maple Grove High School. Jack Winicky, um commits to St. Lawrence, and Toby Hopp commits to Air Force Academy. 2021 Frank Brimzik Award winner. Jack Winicky. Yep, yep. I thought it was interesting, both of them, when I was doing their stats for their tweet yesterday. Oh, actually, I had posted the Toby Hop one, and someone else from Maple Grove chimed in and said, hey, you missed Winicky. And I was like, I'm sorry, I missed that. I didn't even yeah. know it. Yeah. So I went back really quick, saw his Instagram feed or whatever, and tweeted boop, that boop, one. Boop. They both had, like, they both had played a very similar stat line. Like, you know, it's hard to get a game – in goal in the null. I mean, because they yeah. have they usually have two or three good goalies. You know, there's so many goalies. They each play only like fifty or sixty games in two or three seasons, which is uh but they both have great numbers. When they got in the net, yeah. they yeah. performed. Yep. And, sure. and good commits yeah. too. Yeah. Um okay, well the reason why we're here is because it's the state tournament. So let's get to talking about the teams and predicting who we think is are gonna be our state champions this if year. If anybody knows, I'd love to I have no idea who's going to win. It, it was funny last last night. Zach and I were like, uh, he said it was like it was scripted, like early in the like first period. And I was like, yeah, it's not scripted. Okay, <laughs> yeah. this is not scripted. Don't say that nothing has been scripted. scripted. That's for sure. Um, and we definitely saw that in the section finals. Um, so let's start first with um, Class A, but before that. Let's give a sponsor read to Jack's. Jack's Cafe. I haven't been there this week. Oh, I'm going through a little bit of withdrawal. Yeah, it's been a little weird. Go three times next week. I'll just have to go (laughs) next week. Uh, It is becoming banquet season though, so if your if your team hasn't picked out where it's going to have its banquet or haven't nailed that down, check out Jack's Cafe, Northeast Minneapolis. Very easy to get in and out of, off of 94. Uh, Great. Parking, great facilities, and I think the food is better than any banquet food I've had, and I've been there for two different 100%. banquets recently. It's unbelievable food, great value. Uh, Coach Kozlak, I almost said, Billy Kozlak, uh, <laughs> he's excited to entertain hockey teams and any team for that matter. So check out Jack's Cafe, give him a call, and, and set up your team banquet. Okay, so we're going to start with the Wednesday teams. We're going to go game-by-game team-wise, and then we'll predict who we think is going to come out of each game. So starting first. And then we're going to maybe, if if they had a a really significant section final, we can chat about that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean. We'll talk about how they got there and a little bit of breakdown of the team. How does that Some of them, like, you don't. I mean, like the the Alex one. I mean, a couple we, we, can kind of, we, can <laughs> we can gloss. Over. We can gloss over. There's only a couple worth glossing. Yeah, to be honest that's with true. You. That's very true. But uh, I would say out of these 16 section finals, we'll be talking in depth. 12 or 13 of them. Yeah, that'd be my guess. Okay, starting with the number two C War Road Warriors coming in with a record of 23 five and 0. Um, how they got to the tournament. They had a tough stretch. They beat Park Rapids in the quarters, 6-0. Thief River Falls in the semis, 5-2. And East Grand Forks in double overtime, 4-3 at home at the Gardens. This one 
is one of the games that's worth talking about oh, yeah. for section finals. Tony, you were there. No doubt about it. Um, still shaking his head. <laughs> yeah, I'm still shaking my head, but I have, I have a comeback now after kind of letting it kind of sink in a little bit. Let it percolate. Percolate a couple days. But uh, so first and foremost, we talked, you said the word scripted. Yeah. If you were going to script a WWE or WWF match, <laughs> that's what this looked like. Sure. You know where the bad guys winning and bad guys doing it all of a sudden. And then there's know, a tap out. Right. The manager comes in with the the hook and pulls the leg and down goes and they win. And the bad guys are going, what happened? And, the, and then the home team's cheering. And then the home team comes out on the ice afterwards and takes pictures with their family. I'm like... <laughs> It was just almost like WWE. Like I, I'm like, did I just watch this? And then the bad guys get in their car and drive back two and a half hours back to East. Grand. It was just, it was so surreal. It was like how badly they got kind of screwed out of that game. I will say that, but at the same time, I, I started to think about it. The four power play goals. You know, yeah, there was a couple bad calls in there. But if your penalty kill is twenty percent in a section final. Name, how are you going to state? Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to state? 22% is hard. 20%. 20 is worse. 20 is worse. I mean, that you got to be able to shut down the other team's power play to be a successful high school hockey team. Yeah. So there would be my one caveat to it, but I did say this, and I saw a lot of East Grand Forks people the next day. I was in the PBAA in Bemidji. East Grand Forks was there first thing in the morning. Went over to the PBB, East Grand Forks is there. I'm like, I saw those guys, and uh, they were disappointed in the officiating, but it wasn't home cooking, I can assure you that. It's just bad officiating. It, it was not a good call. The, hook, the holding call wasn't a good call. It just it, was not. It stinks when it ends like that, but yeah. it is what it I is. I would much rather have it that way than one of the goalies giving up a soft goal. That's uh, much honest, uh, because here's the thing. Even if there's a penalty and a power play goal, you still had to earn that power play goal, okay? Yeah. It, where if it's a soft one and a weird thing happens, then it, it feels different. Last but not least, when they went up, when Eastside went up 3-2, um, when they went up 3-2, the moment, I mean, we're talking downhill momentum. It was all Eastside's momentum. Oof. It was theirs. I mean, you could feel. Oh, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't feel you could the state uh, the they were going to state feeling, but it was like they got this. They got this game right now. Palmo has it exactly the way Palmo wants it. We got him in the third this period. Our, our yeah. energy's there. Pa, he did a magical job of coaching. I thought he had, he had those kids got better from Friday night ice. To the, to the game I saw in late February. And I, and I think they proved that, too, with the rematch and beating them yes, as well. Yes, I thought they were better, the better hockey team that night. But we've seen this before. Yeah. We've seen it. We saw it in Orno. Yeah. They I weren't know. the better team that no, night. they weren't. And even Hardaway would admit it, they weren't the better team. But in the third period, they just went bang, 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 bang. When you have the skill to put the puck in the net, in any situation with Murray and Pilgrim and now Broden Hanfett, my goodness. Okay, so let me go through some scores it's of this team. So early in the season, they lost to St. Cloud Cathedral. With and, one second left in overtime. Yes, and they beat Orono 6-3, to three, as you said, but they did not control most of that game. No. They beat Matamidi in overtime, 7-6. to six, but uh, And they beat in overtime East Grand Forks earlier in the season. 
Near the end of the season, they lost to East Grand Forks 6-3. This is a five-loss team whose losses include Grand Forks Central, Rozo, Moorhead, Eastside, good and Cathedral. Okay, good, Those good are teams. all good teams, and they really were battle-tested to get to state, too. Um, if you look... The biggest win either. Say that again, Carl. You didn't mention their biggest win either. Name their biggest win. They beat Hermantown. And they beat Hermantown 4-1. to one. Yeah, how about you slid by that one? I'm like, wait, Sorry. when's he saying Sorry. Hermantown? I agree with you, Carl. I'm like, where's that one? Yep. You know? Okay. It's funny. We, we talked about this before the show started. All three teams, all three top seeds beat each other. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, key players on this squad include Mr. Hockey finalist Carson Pilgrim. He's got 29 goals, 34 assists. Taven James is a new addition to this team this year. Or no, he's not. No, not. But new <laughs> no. new to, on to the, the leading. To the limelight, new, correct. New to the limelight, sorry. Yes. With 20 goals, 37 assists. Murray Marvin Cortes got 24 goals, 27 assists. Cortes. 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 I'm going to mm-hmm. screw that up okay. in the tournament, too. Okay. Um, Ryan Lund has 18 goals, 22 assists on the blue line. And Broden Homfant on the blue yeah, I know. And Broden Hompfin on the blue line as well has six goals and 26 to six, including the two big of one. Them. Yeah, two big ones. The yeah. kid is just as humble as you'll ever find. Uh, save your Broden okay. take for two seconds, Carl. No problem. Let's talk about where this team has been kind of in the rankings and page stat all year. Yeah, so they've been a top five Class A team all season long. Uh, they were number one for a while also after they beat Hermantown. So they've been right there. They, they dropped off after they lost the East Grand Forks game, but they've been serious contender from the start. Um, okay, Tony, who's our who's your player to watch on this team that if you don't know Warroad, you got to tune into? Got to see Broden Hunt, but I mean, I was just about. Uh, I'm just. He was really good last year in the state tournament. He started to really kind of turn it on, get more confident with the puck. Uh, now it's like he's ready to take over the program. Like it's it's his it's, it, his. it's a transition going it's his. on. Okay, yeah, it was funny. He and I were on the ice trying to figure out is is Cal Marvin his great grandpa or the great grandpa? Oh, that's not a surprise that you're trying to <laughs> figure out family trees. After hey, congratulations. Let me ask you a follow up question. I'm doing it a was, 23 and Me right now, and I just want funny. your opinion. It is his great great. Is this, it is his great grandpa. You didn't need to continue with the. <laughs> I did, I did, but it was interesting. Here there was a they were taking a family picture on the ice i thought i didn't want to you were in it obviously i was not in it i was there was this is another uh, just on the uh, i call it dance party usa when the entire city comes onto the ice after the section championship it's a strange section eight (laughs) custom but uh they had it was carson pilgrim and and his grandpa gary and cindy and all those family there was probably 15 20 people in the picture i'm like that is michael would have been the happiest guy in the world michael tweet yeah watching those people all come together and i got to talk to grandpa his mom and dad cindy and, and gary after the game and it was a really kind of emotional moment for them i i think everybody went over to gary's house after the game too. they went over there between periods <laughs> because they live right, right across, across the, the street. street and and gary said he said yeah i had just a moment of silence and said michael Give them some words right now. <laughs> and I think he gave them the right, whatever the words were, it worked. So, Oh, that's cool. 
Okay, War Road will play the winner of Section 3AA, and that is New Ulm this year. New Ulm coming in with a record of also 23-5. and Losses include to Laverne, Twice, Hutchinson, Hopkins, and... Detroit Lakes. Detroit Lakes for War Which Rip. tells you... Where New Ulm is. Where New Ulm is. They wouldn't even be it. They'd be the five seed in 8AA. Yeah, and... and I'm looking at their schedule right now. Their best quality win is probably Southwest Christian Richfield Ooh. at four three, who finished the That's season a good win. Yeah, who finished a really good season. Yeah. yeah. That's a good win. But overall, it's not a vaunted schedule down there for New Ulm. But they got to the state tournament. They did it. Due to some luck, um well, a little big bit. luck. I mean, Laverne was their nemesis. Exactly. They, and has been their nemesis the last two years. So they beat Wyndham in the quarters eight to one, Mankato East in the semi six to three, and then Marshall in the championship who game. Beat Laverne. Yeah, who beat Laverne. They beat them four to two. So uh, if Peter were on the show, he could probably give us a pretty good take on that crew. Uh, but uh, we can look at some of their leading scores. It's, and this is unbelievable. This Austin Euchre has 79 points. 38 goals, 41 assists. I think he's, he's going to be a good hockey player. Yeah, I think he's going to be okay. I do too. I would not overlook these guys. And so I, I would expect Austin Euchre to be on the scoreboard in the state tournament. Just It's hard to shut off somebody with 38 goals. One of the one other thing you can guarantee with New Ulm, their hair will be off the charts. Yeah, yeah, that is one hundred percent. It will be unhinged. It'll be so good. Couple other scores for them: Caden Larson's got twenty five goals, thirty three assists. Briar Lang's got twenty goals and thirty four assists, and Brecken Newman's got ten goals and twenty six assists. Carl, where have the Eagles been kind of floating this season? Um, they've been floating well below the surface of where most of us have been paying attention. <laughs> Never cracked the top 25. <laughs> Do I need a submarine to get down there and Are find they, them? They're below the Mendoza line? No. Yeah, yeah you might need some a, a, a periscope to get down there and find it. But, I mean, and, I mean, but, but they were, you know, pretty clearly the number two team in 3A all along. So the fact that they're here isn't a huge shock, especially with Liberty going down. Right. Okay, Tony, who who's your player with New Ulm that like to watch right That's now? That's the guy. I mean, Austin Euchre. I want to see this. Okay, seventy nine points. Oh yeah, that's impressive. At any level, any time, you have seventy nine points in what twenty eight games. Yep, yep. That's impressive. Um, it's nearly three points a game. That is also the eleven o'clock game on Wednesday. I did not mention that the game following after. I probably, you know, five thirty, two thirty, one o'clock. Um, or oh, they actually list this at twelve thirty now because that's spectacular. Because that's spectacular can maybe get it in by twelve thirty. <laughs> it's. That's never going to happen. Just expecting a full period of running time in the world. The yeah, game. I, I guess. And then, like, not doing TV timeouts or what have you. So, yeah. uh, okay. In the next game, the 1 o'clock game, it is number three seed St. Cloud Cathedral versus Northfield. Let's talk about St. Cloud Cathedral. Can we first say that this is a 
A repeat of the Friday Night Ice game? It is a repeat of Friday Night Ice. We'll get to that score in two seconds. Wednesday hey. afternoon ice. It's Wednesday afternoon, afternoon ice. ice. Well, the other interesting thing about that fact is, will there be rafters at the XL Energy Center where the puck cannot go through and the other team can score through? They'll attempt it. They'll attempt See it. If they'll try to hit it, get the puck that high. So okay. the ra- It's the rafters game. It's the rafters game. Okay, coming in with a record. trophy. <laughs> yeah, the trophy. Yeah, big rafters. Just some angles, angles and eye beams. <laughs> yes. Um, coming in with a record of twenty three four and one, the Crusaders um, have a couple key wins and a couple key losses. Win over War Road, as mentioned before, in overtime with how many seconds? One. The second left on the clock. A loss to Hermantown three to one in the middle of the season on January eleventh, but also some really good wins, beating Northfield at Friday Night Ice four to two. A um, couple other ones. They beat Monticello twice, four to one in the section final, three nothing in the uh, regular season. Let's see some other scores here. Um, beat Providence four to three, East Grand Forks five to two, which Tony and I were both at. Yep. Um and beat Orono eight to five. So some impressive wins. Their losses include to Rockridge five to three, Delano five nothing, and Sartell four two. Um, looking at their players to kind of who are leading in their score chart, Johnny Hirschfeld's got twenty four goals and fifty one assists. Andrew Dwinell's got 26 goals, 41 assists. Joey wow. Gillespie's got 29 goals, 31 assists. And Griffin Sturm has nine goals and 16 assists. And to, uh, Carl, let's go first to you. Where have the Crusaders been kind of all year? They, like Warroad, have been in the top five. They've typically been a little lower, um, both in page, page stat and in the regular rankings, you know, and then class a page stat they're currently fourth no and there's some gap between them and east grand who was third but they're certainly right in there but if i recall after they beat east grand they kind of had a they had a run what before hansen was hurt where they were the number one team in the state until they mm-hmm. lost to hermantown or, yeah. or hermantown, hermantown at yes. home like on a tuesday night yes. it, was it was a thursday, thursday night was yes. it yeah i remember that some night those, some of those losses they have are a little eyebrow raising when you look at their overall body of work and how they played against the top class A teams is just sort of like Sartell, Rockbridge. So <laughs> these come from Tony has an answer to that Tony question. Yeah. Okay, what's the answer to that question? Goaltender. Who's the player uh, to watch? Nick Hansen. This is your player to watch. Carl, mm. did you know that Nick Hansen has not lost a hockey game this year? He We've said about seven times in this podcast, so yes, but yeah. Really? I, no, I think that was in prep for the podcast, Carl. Come on, come on. 16-0-1. So any of those games without Hanson, you kind of got to throw out with the uh, bathwater, I would say. Yeah, because he's a true leader on their team. And, and I thought he was the most valuable player in the game in the Friday Night Ice game. Oh, for sure. He made gigantic saves in that game. I thought that – I wouldn't say they were dead even – I mean, I think it was like a 55-45 type of And affair. then his play kind of propelled the yeah. offense to go forward, I would I agree. Say. Yeah. I agree. I think he is one of the key members of this uh, team. He he needs to continue to play well for this team to keep advancing. Oh, yeah. And they're, I would argue that right now Cathedral and or Northfield have the toughest way to get to state. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Both of the them do. Yeah. 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 
Um, and speaking of Northfield, let's talk about them coming in with a record of 22-4-2. Some key losses include the Friday Night Ice loss to St. Cloud Cathedral. Um, lost to Orno early in the year, 4-1. to one. That kept them out of the seeding, the 4-5 game. Mm-hmm. Lost to Delano, 2-1 um, to one in overtime. And I think that also kept them Correct. out of the seeding as well because the teams that beat Delano are ahead of them. And who was their fourth loss? Their fourth loss. So we got a loss to Owatonna. We got a uh, loss to Cathedral is. and a loss uh, to Owatonna. Yeah. Owatonna. Okay. Um, a couple of good wins. They beat Providence. They And I keep saying Providence because Providence had a Mr. Hockey finalist. Yep. Okay. And so that's a good win. Um, they really didn't have that tough of a schedule. How they do against the uh, one double A. Entrant. Oh, I believe great they question. Them. They beat them 5 nothing, and they beat them 4-3. Um, 5 nothing was later in the season as well. Okay. All right. Their road to state included a quarterfinal win over Fairbolt, 9-2. to Albert Lee in the semifinals, 8-1. to And Dodge County, 4-1 to in the finals. So this, a victory on Wednesday would be their biggest win of the year. For sure. For sure. Now, they can do it. This is a talented squad led by senior Cam Kaiser. Cam Kaiser has um, 36 goals, 19 assists. Jake Geiger's got 26 goals, 38 assists. Caden Munson's got 21 goals, 36 um, assists. This top line is all in. Read, read that to me again. 36. 36 and 19. No, just give me the goals. 36, 36 21, 26. Oh, and then Will Cashin's got uh, 11. 80, is that 83 goals? 83 goals. For the top line. That's pretty good. That's that's really, really good. That is pretty good. Okay, Carl, where has Northfield been kind of in rankings all year? They have mostly been number seven. Literally. This, <laughs> you know how your car gets stuck in a little rut? Literally, their car was stuck in that seven rut all yeah. year. Yeah. They maybe were yeah. eight. And they actually had a moment in page that where they crawled up to about number five. They are back down to number seven now, but you no, know, they, they're right there. They're not far behind, you know, the Orono and Matamidi. And, and, and they really are a true right six there. because the East Grand um, world mm-hmm. loser yeah. would, would bop out of the tournament, fall out of the tournament. So. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I just going back to that world game yep. really quick. I, I, on four or five occasions, I heard people whispering, this is like a state final. I'm like, eh, like a state semi. I'd give you a semi, but yeah. it's definitely not a state final. Sure, sure. You got to throw in Cathedral and Hermitown to that discussion. Yeah, uh, I went. Uh, I would say the Chantanka was more of a state final. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, than the East Side. More so. Yeah. But it's still more of a semi. Yeah. I, you it, know. Okay, Tony. Player to watch for Northfield. Well, I got the uh, the Geiger brothers. Okay, uh, Jake and Ben. So Jake has got all the goals and the yep. fancy stuff, but he's got a brother as a freshman, Ben, who's just definitely he's definitely on the radar of the national development program. Moves the puck really well. Uh, they got some good D on that team. Um, I, I, you know, I'm a little biased because they were in our Friday Night Ice and I got to know the kids, but I'm really I'd be so excited to see these kids get get a big W for their town and it'd be great for youth hockey in that area. And I, I, I'd be really excited to see them win. Don't be surprised of Northfield controlling play, pace in this game. 
just because they're unseated, you know, normally in Class A, the unseated team is kind of a right. lamb. This is not going to be a lamb. Yeah, this I, is maybe the best unseated ever in terms of quality. The two teams in it in a long time in Class A, probably since the um, Delano year that Monticello. Yeah, Monticello. Yeah, yeah. that was a, even that Monticello team wasn't that highly ranked. I mean, it was an upset. Yeah, it was a clear upset. Was yeah. that a, yeah. was that a seven two? Yeah, or yeah. whatever. Oops. Unseated versus <laughs> two unseated. Two, whatever you know what yeah. I'm saying. Whatever. Yes, yes. But, but okay, but that same year, didn't Northfield beat Matamidi in the next game? Was, was that a four or five, or was that a? No, that's a, no, that's if a it's the next game. Five, yeah, it was a three. Next yeah. game, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah. Okay, um, moving on. That is the morning session. The night session starts with Hermantown being number one. But before we talk about Hermantown, let's talk a little bit about Gemini. <laughs> Sure. Do you want to talk about Hermantown and Gemini? No, I don't. Okay. What are you talking about? Did I miss something there? No, they're they're not a Gemini school, but they, they would look uh, really, really good, good in a Gemini really jersey. Good. They would look good. They would have that. Funny. I, I speaking of uh, Gemini and jerseys, uh, I was in the parking lot, leaving my interview last night, and this handsome young lad with the baseball hat comes walking over with glasses. And I'm like, is that Pat? He goes, Tony, what are you doing here? You know? And so I talked to Pat Andrews for oh. 35, 40 minutes about the team and their, he just loves his team. He goes, this is a really great team. They, you know, there's no superstars on the team. Uh, they've just really found a way to get better and better as the season goes on. It was fun to just kind of chat with him a little bit. So, um, and you know, next year, uh, if all goes well, he'll be wearing they'll be wearing Gemini jerseys in their Friday night ice game versus Hibbing up at the Memorial Building. So looking and forward to that. Gemini will be at the expo too. So if you want to check out Gemini, they will be there too. And I believe probably selling some jerseys. Selling some jerseys. So if yes. you're a jersey guy or want to buy an old jersey or buy a jersey of your favorite, you can probably get that at the state tournament. So Yeah. Which is always fun. And then you can meet some people down there from Gemini. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about the matchup first. It's Hermantown versus Alexandria. This game is at 6 o'clock. Uh, it says here the Matamidi Orno game is at 645, so yeah, they're going to have to really get that one in. <laughs> it's got to move quick. It's yeah. got to move quick. Keep Play on going. Three-minute periods, okay. <laughs> um, Hermantown gets the number one seed. Their record does not reflect that in some ways. Um, there are 18 wins, eight losses, two ties. This is... A weird Hermantown record, let's put it that way. Yes. Um, let's look at who you they... You go back to 16 when they won State 2 last year. Those are some dominant Hermantown teams. I mean, dominant to everybody. Yeah. So this is going to be when you take the plants out of the equation. This is back to normal Hermantown. And let's let's talk about some. Uh, I'll go through the losses and then go through the wins. The loss to Rosemount, not bad. Lost to Shakopee, not bad. Lost to Warroad, not bad. Lost to White Bear, oh they're in the tournament. Lost to St. Thomas, not bad. Lost to Maple Grove, oh another section. All fi- section finalists. <laughs> lost yeah. to Moorhead. Yeah. Lost to Benil. Like uh, uh, like <laughs> again, the, those aren't bad losses. Wins include Cathedral, Eden Prairie. Um, let's locate a couple of times. They beat Grand Rapids, who's in the tournament. And so, like, this is a team that has played a lot of the state. Let's put it that way. And done above average. Yes. Um, 
To get to the, uh, the state tournament, they beat International Falls 14 nothing in the quarters. Pro- wow. Proctor in the semifinals, they beat 6-3. And then they beat Hibbing 4 nothing in the finals. Carl, do you want to talk about that final at all? I know you were there. We haven't talked about the section finals in a, the last couple just because there was not much. There was not a lot to chew no. on there. No. And there's not a, a whole lot in this one either. I mean, you know, Hibbing's, you know, you saw some of the young talent. You know, there, there's there's a lot of good future there, but they were just not on the same level. And it's very similar to the Proctor game in the, in the previous round where it stuck around for a period, but then by the second, you know, the, the overwhelming of pressure of Town just took over. Um, okay, so let's focus on a couple of key players for Hermantown. River Freeman's got 19 goals, 22 assists. Will Esterbrooks has got 13 goals, 22 assists from the blue line. Ford Skyda's got 16 goals, 18 assists. AJ Francisco, who missed a couple of games because of the Olympics. He's Olympics, yeah. Um, he's got eight goals and 16 assists. They're also led by their goaltender, senior Dane Callaway. He's rocking a 938 and a 175 goals against, wow. which is really, really nice. He's also got five shutouts on the year, and considering their schedule, that's a pretty good number. Yeah, he's had a great season, great career. He truly has. He is, I, I would argue, a Frank Brismick snub. A little uh, bit, yeah. And so um, you will. he is the probably the best goaltender left in the field of Class A. Um, Ugh, I still are. I still Hanson and Hanson and him are a horse apiece, but I, I don't know. It's 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 close. I I like Callaway more, so that's we'll why I out. would say that. We'll definitely find out. Yep. Um. Okay, Carl. Where has Hermantown been in the rankings? In Class A, they've been number one for much of the season. Not all of it, though. They obviously fell out when they lost to Warroad, and there was even some jockeying at the start when we were just kind of figuring out who these teams were. So not the dominant one, as we kind of talked about already, but they've been there. Um, in a two-class ranking, they're at number 15 in page stat, which is, again, a little lower than normal, but still obviously very good. Okay. There are just too many guys on this go through their roster, and, you know, they're, they're st- recognizable. They're, they're household names. You yeah, know, River, at this point. River's a household name. Will Esterbrooks is a household name. Yeah. A.J. Francisco, if you follow YHH, has been a player of the year as a peewee and a Bantam. Dane Callaway, we talked about. Uh, Josh Kaupanen is another one where he's just, yeah, it just seems like, man, these guys have been on this team forever. Yeah. Uh, I met with Will Esterbrooks yesterday, went through his career. They won the Squirtacular when they were Squirts. They were second in the state when they were Pee Wees. They were a number one seed in the COVID Bantam year. He won state as a sophomore. I mean, this kid has won a lot of hockey games. These guys know how to win. They yep. know how to win. That's why I think they're the scariest, hardest team to beat in this field. Just because yeah. they have eight, missed. yeah, they have eight losses, but that doesn't say anything. Carl, what'd you say? Yeah, yeah, they're also the deepest team in it, right? It's like World, amazing top unit, Cathedral, amazing top unit, Northfield, greatest, you know, great top unit. But if you look at what Town is doing, especially the sections all they have, that they've committed to Francisco at forward, having a second line with Kalpanen and Gunderson, and though it's just like no one can match that. Uh, agree. agree. Yeah. However, yeah. Hermantown is still Hermantown, and and uh, this is where I'm going to take my shot at Hermantown. I I just I was just praising them for a second. Now here's the shot. They they only seem to win state when they have a prohibitively better roster. 
Yeah. Right? You look at that plant roster. They were kicking yeah. the crap out of double-A teams that year. They, they were, were prohibitively better. Go back to 16 and 17. My Lord, where they were good. They beat everybody that year. Remember that was one of those years they beat Rapids, who was the double-A champion. You know, like, 17. Yeah. yeah. So it's like they were prohibitively better than a in those three championship yeah. runs, right? Am, yes. I, am I wrong? Yes. They are not prohibitively better than any of these teams, which makes me a little bit nervous. I completely her critique. Yeah. I will uh, – my take on them is – a take on most teams that have their leading scores in the top three leading scores. If one of them is a defenseman, that's a red flag for me. I think so too. It, it not that like it's great to have scoring from your blue line, but you need a first line with power. And it, well, we that, got three of those. That's for it, sure. We we definitely <laughs> do. But I, it, it's a critique. You can, it's hard to. And Carl has seen this with Duluth East when you know Phil Ballou and Alex Trapp were the two of the three leading scorers. You know, like hard. It's hard to get places with they, that. They did not score goals at that stage that year. Yeah, yeah. and we we never the top four, but we neglect to talk about Northfield too. They got the eighty goals from their front group too. We you know? we did talk about them. Don't worry. No, I know, but I'm saying it's like that's <laughs> yeah, it's power. That's there's they got it. You know. Okay, Hermantown will play Alexandria, the winner of six double A, uh, with a record of eighteen nine and one. Let's look at their key wins, key losses right now. It's a lot of losses, um, but they lost to Cathedral uh, 2-0. They lost to Orono 4-1. They lost to uh, West Fargo. They lost to St. Cloud Regular. They lost to Bemidji. They lost to Sartell. They lost to River Lakes, which I think was the question mark for most of us. Yes, um, key wins. They beat Holy Angels, which is a good win. Very good win. Um, they beat Detroit Lakes four to two, which honestly is a pretty good win. Um, let's see what else. And they beat Northern Lakes when it mattered several times too. Yes. Getting to state, um, their quarterfinal was against Breckenridge Wampaton. They beat them fourteen nothing. They played Morris Benson in the semifinals. They beat them four nothing, and then they played Northern Lakes in the finals, and they beat them six to one. They have clearly owned their section, and they have owned their section the last several years. Yeah. Um. So this is a team that has been to state the last three years in a row, right? Is it? Yeah. yeah it's three. Um. Let's see who they're. Scoring is coming from Evan Anderson has got 17 goals, 18 assists. Gavin Olson's got 19 goals, 15 assists. And Leo Complin has 14 goals, 18 assists. And Joe Lamsky, uh, Jack Lamsky, sorry, on the points got four goals, 24 assists. I, I think they're the most underrated team coming into this out of the, all 16 teams in the state tournament. There's, there's something about going to state multiple years in a row, and we'll talk about this probably a little bit when we talk about Creighton. You're used to it. You're used to the rhythm. You're used to the banquet. You know your schedule. You know, every, you know I'm in a hotel at this time and coaching all this staff. stuff. The coaching staff understands all that, and it will, it will make a difference in this game. And they've won this game before, uh, at the, the night game like they have yes. past. So they know how to do this. These kids will know how to do this, that's for sure. Okay, Carl, where's Alex been in the rankings all year? Yeah, so they have drifted into the Class A top 10 a couple of times. So they've been kind of on the fringe, up and down, you know, 
kind of came on towards the end of it too, because they're on a seven game winning streak coming in here. In page stat, they're currently 44th in the state. That's good for eighth in class A, actually. They're right behind Northfield. So you know, they're, they're, they're in there. You know, they're, they're not getting the hype as some of these other teams, but they're, they're in the picture. I think part of the reason they're not getting the hype is they don't have that 50, 60 point guy, no. you know, on the Division mm-hmm. One radar. They don't have guy. a 20 goal scorer this right. year. And, and when we look at these top lines that we just said, it's not this team. They don't have that top scoring. But they'll play. They'll be a gritty style. It's going to be a tough game. They're not going to quit. They're going to be a tough team, tough opponent for sure. Who do you got on their team that you're looking at? Well, it, it's Compline. I mean, he's the one. He's the skill guy. He's you know He doesn't lead them in scoring, but he will definitely give the other team tr- trouble with his speed and his skill. Okay, the night game, we have Matamidai, the four seed, versus Orono, the five seed. The game starts at 8 o'clock, quote-unquote. Um, let's look at Matamidai first, the winner of Section 4A, with a record of 17 and uh, wins and 11 losses and zero ties. They, as well with Hermantown, have a tough schedule. It's almost identical type of season. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not reading 11 scores here, but, like, Centennial, St. Thomas Hill, Hermantown, Delano, Minnetonka. Like, they played Minnetonka, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Hill. Uh, Think about that. Yeah, so, like, they play – those are all losses. Those are all very good teams, right. too. Um, let's see. They beat Cloquet. They they beat um, they beat Creighton this year 2-1. to one. They lost the East Side five to two, and the Warro game was an overtime seven to six game in this early in the season. And, Thriller, and I think Jazzy said that was firebrand the whole way. Whole way, um, yeah. So it's definitely a team that schedule does not reflect who they are um, as a program. They did struggle to get the state when a lot of people thought that they had a cakewalk. Um, they they were successful in the first two games, beating Bloomington Kennedy 10 rip in the quarters, St. Paul Academy 6 nothing in the semis, but then in uh, overtime, just one overtime, beating Southwest Christian Richfield 3-2. to two. Let's emphasize the word Richfield there. Uh, there are two students from Richfield High School on the team, Maybe three. Uh, we, we've one reporter said three. I had another report that there were two, but it nevertheless that earned them. Yeah, it definitely earned them the pin on the on the map to be in Richfield uh-huh. somehow, and then get east. That gets them east enough to be on the east side for a section, and they get to the section final. And nobody, I can't find anybody. Even Class A guys sometimes goes. Well, I I saw these guys. I'm like, I don't know. I don't. Nobody picked Southwest Christian. Nobody picked anybody but Matamidi in this section. The thing that Southwest Christian Richfield has is they have Paul Ranheim on the bench. Yep. And I think that's a huge factor with that team. I, I'm i not going to disagree with that. You it, get an XC Dyna Hornet on your bench, all of a sudden good things happen. Well, you get Dave a, Maley, like I mean, there's, yeah. there's a lot of good coaches out there. Well, and, high school and Ranny won state titles. Yeah. <laughs> Both as a player and as a coach at EP. So, um, Matamidi scoring is led by Jake Hood. Chell- Say that name, Tony. Game for you. That's Where a hard you? one. Where are you? Bottom. Jake Hodge-Schliebeck? 
Okay, I gotta learn that name, I guess, for yeah. this week. Um, Let's he's call him Hod. Hod. There okay. Hod. Schlee. Schleebeck. There you go. Uh, it, it just it does not look the way I want it to look to say that. It's a good he's, player. He's got twenty five goals and twenty one assists. Jimmy Love e- that. Jimmy Egan's the sophomore this year, right? Yeah. Uh nine goals, thirty six assists, and an invite. Right, we think we think he's got an invite. Possible, possible rumor invite. I put it in the ninety nine (laughs) percent. I think I with ninety nine percent certainty. My list I published was it this week or last week? I don't. They're all coming together right now. Um, To the U.S. uh, National Development Team. That's what we're talking about. Just the forty man camp, not the official invite. Yes, correct, correct. Um, Gene Waglander's got um, eleven goals, twenty two assists. See, I graduated with a Waglander, so. I can say that one. Good for you. Sam Harris has got five goals and 22 assists. And Charlie Brandt, the goaltender, this is where it gets kind of a little interesting. He's got a goals against of 323 and a save percentage of 89.8. I don't know. Why do you think that is? I, I... Think I I just don't know and I don't know if he started in the last game either. That's because they play a tough schedule. They play yeah, Minnes- I, they play Minnetonka, and he did not start actually in the section final. They have switched over to West Strobe. Really? Strobe. Yeah. Okay. So, right. um, but yeah, so that's that's something of note that they have had a little bit of a goaltending issue. But West has some great numbers this year. He's got a goals against of two point oh six and a save percentage of nine twenty three. That's pretty good. Not bad. Okay, Carl, where has Matamidi been kind of floating around, much to my chagrin all year? You have Danny's delight. Why do you hate, why do you hate so much? Most of the season. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have a Matamidi hate you got, Yeah, for yeah. sure you do. Very anti-Zephyr. Anti-Zephyr. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> keep going, Carl. Yeah, so they've been number five most of the year, but just the function of those wins that they have, even when the record was ugly. The record has improved, so it feels a little better now. And in page stat, you really see that being kind of justified, too. They're, in fact, one spot behind Orono. They're 33 and 34. So I think we got the right two teams in this in this nightcap. Okay. I think it'll be a good game. Does anybody know who's going to win? Well, let's talk about that later. Keep okay. on no, the player. No, 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 I'd no, have I'm... no idea who's going to win, but I, I have my prediction. Um, okay, so players. Obviously, you brought up Jimmy Egan a little bit. Uh, here's a kid who's gotten... He's one of these kids that's, you know, he wasn't a bad 2008 birth year, but he was not in the top 20 when he was a squirt or peewee. And he's just slowly but surely just climbed the ladder, climbed the ladder, climbed the ladder. Now he's one of the top 10 kids in the state his age. And to get that national development invite is a real badge of honor for him. And I'm excited to meet him tomorrow. He's coming in for his 15 questions in 60 seconds. That will be fun to meet him. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Okay, Matamidi, like we said, will play Orono, the winner of 2A. They had a record of 20 wins, 8 losses. They, too, have a pretty tough schedule. And a couple tough losses, too, for them. Losing to War Road, a 6-3, which they controlled, like we said. Losing to Duluth-Denfeld. St. Cloud Cathedral, 8-5. Matamidi, 5-2, which I was at, and they... Let that one slip away on them. Lost to St. Louis Park, 3-2. to two. Lost to St. Cloud Regular, 3-2. to two. Uh, Lost to Benilde St. Margaret's, 6-3. Um, lost to Chan, 2-1 to one yep. in overtime. That's a good loss. That's a good loss. Um, but some good wins, too. Northfield, 4-1. Did you one. mention the World game in there? I did. I okay, did mention sorry, the I World it. game. Sorry. 
I'm trying to go quick because there's a I lot. Get you. Uh-huh. Um, they beat Northfield four to one. They beat Monticello five nothing. They beat Alex four to one. They beat uh, Delano three two. They and that that overtime loss to Chan is a probably their best outcome all year. It really has <laughs> to be. Yeah, let's look at their um, way to state. They beat Litchfield Dassel Cocado nine nothing in the quarters. They beat Providence Academy, led by Louis Wayman, 4-1 to one in the semis. And then they matched up, actually, with Minneapolis, 4-1 to one win in the finals. Yeah, hats off to my Minneapolis team for a good run. They, a really good run. Yeah, that's yeah. probably I one of the— I love seeing them in the section finals like that. That's awesome. Yeah, and they are— their team that continues to be a thorn in this section's thigh. Yeah, they are. Side, a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And their thigh, too. You know? <laughs> it's hard to skate with. It's really hard to skate with a thorn in your thigh. I'll yeah, like, I did. Wow. Oh, What's oh. wrong with you, Johnson? Oh, there's this a thorn. thorn. Breezers. A, I can't get it I out. I can't get it out. What's yeah. going on here? Yeah, I, I get that. I understand that. Um, okay, let's look at some of their leading scores. Jackson Knights got 20 goals, 22 assists from the blue line. Joey Mugas has 10 goals, 20. 25 assists. Um, Rory Vern, um, Vern, what? I that, gotta see it. Okay, here we go. This is gonna be an easy one. Transition outline. Where is it? Oh, Cavern. Cavern, right? Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It's just K's and V's together. That's a tough one. K's and V's are tough. You could call him Vern. Cavern. It's Cavern, I think. I don't know. I don't know that name. He's got 15 goals, 14 assists. Easton Sankey has 13 goals, 12 assists. Um, what are you looking for? I got a picture of Kvern. Okay. At, at that world game. I remember him. Okay. Um, that is their scoring. Carl, where have they kind of floated in the rankings? I think they were stuck uh, in the five. Been- weren't they in the five rut? No, they're the six rocks. Six rocks. Okay, honest. sorry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, because you got the East Grand thing. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So they've been right there all along, similar in page staff, right there. You know, they're now one spot ahead of Monty Die, so it's very consistent, clear top six team in the state. Okay, Tony, who's your player to watch? Oh, there's so many on Orno. It's just unbelievable. The kid I love to uh, see progress speaking. It's like, kind of like the Jimmy Egan. This kid, Caden Efforts, has gotten better and better every year. He, made, he tried out made our Bantam Elite League, I think his second year Bantams. So you can see where he had this this progress to his game. And then uh, to find out he played youth hockey in Minneapolis at the same park, the same rec program as Murray Marvin Cordes makes this even more interesting to me. The fact that they could end up Orno and uh, – and Warwood could play again in a in a what would that be a state final? Could it be again this year? Yep, or, it yeah, would have to be opposite sides of the bracket. Yep, but, uh, seeing him the way he's developed and he's a can be such a dominant force, especially on the offensive side of the ice and under on, below the dots. He's a kid you'll definitely wanna, you'll hear his name called a lot in the broadcast. Yeah, for sure. Okay, those are our teams in the Class A field. Let's go game by game with kind of who we think's coming out of it. Okay. Do we have to have a consensus here? No, I think we can all individually choose who okay. who our teams are going to be. That's fantastic because I want to be very clear. When I was at the Gardens this Thursday, I was accused by both teams of picking against them. 
That's physically not possible. That's mathematically I impossible. I heard you talking out of both sides of your mouth multiple times. I've done that before, yes. I'm very good at that. Absolutely. There was one tweet that said Tony picked War Road. There was another tweet not. that said Tony picked no, East Side. They were both from this Twitter handle that had a blue shield on enemies, it. Enemies. Enemies. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm, I, I don't even know. That's the thing. is, I, we, Especially with that region show. <laughs> the region show, we did 156 or something or 100. I don't even know how many tournaments we picked. I can't remember. I'm sorry. I have onset of uh, dementia. I just can't remember all those games. Oh, we've known that early onset is, is he's kicking there. in. I don't remember. Like, okay. Oh, you picked against us. I'm like, yeah, probably. Well, let's get now to they're some... using it against me. Well, let's talk about War Road and New Alm. Do any no. of us have New Alm in no. this one? No. I, I no. think congratulations, New Alm, for making it, but War Road, we're pushing you to Friday. Okay. Correct. Now it's the St. Cloud Cathedral Northfield game. This one's complicated, too. But I, why? I, I don't know. It's the leading. It's that top line of Northfield is going to give fits to um, Hanson. I I do think. I, but I think it it still has to go Cathedral. But it's going to be six to four. I think it's going to be a three period game. What was the final on Friday night? It's four to two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was four one and then four two. I want to yep, say it was, but it was also four one on the heels of a yeah weird the things. rafters goal. Yes. So, so I I have a six to four win for Cathedral here. Note that I'm picking Cathedral. Yep. Okay. Note I am picking Cathedral as well, but I I, I got a soft spot for the the kids from Northfield. Yes. Okay. Um, and Cathedral, too. I really got to meet a lot of those kids up there, too. It was fun. So I, I'm a winner either way on this one. Carl? I'm picking both teams. Um, someone has to pick Northfield, so I will. Okay. I'll say okay. four to three in overtime. Wow. I think it's going to be very close in this game. I mean, not, not a super hot take, but if there's going to be an upset no. on day one, it's this is the one. Yeah, I, I don't think a f- the 4-5 game I don't consider not an upset. upset. No, uh, not at all, especially with those two teams the last 10 years in the state tournament with three state titles between them. Yeah. It, a lot of semifinals, a lot of third places in there. Let's get to that game so, after the yeah. Hermantown um, Alex game. I think uh, we all say Hermantown in this game. Uh, it's going to... It's going to be a period and a half, probably, of them fighting and then pulling away. Uh, Correct. Um, I think this is going to be like the seven, eight games where it's like, you know, Alex, Alex stick around for a period, but then Hermitown will pull away and win by three or four. Yeah. yeah. It, it's kind of like a marathon where you're kind of running with somebody and like, oh, you can't keep up on this six-minute pace? Okay, <laughs> we're going. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Um, so, yeah, Hermantown out of that one. And then Matamidi Orno in the nightcap. I have Where's said, my coin? I have said Orno is a Friday team all year. I'm still putting my chips if in on that. If you didn't pick that right now, I would leg lock you down to the ground. <laughs> we don't need that. I would just put you in a Sorry. leg lock. Leg lock. Oh, okay, okay, I'll take Orno. Uh, yeah, and then I tap out to the Undertaker, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I have Orno in this game. I, I believe in them. Yeah. I do, too, especially after... Both performances in the section final. I mean, Minneapolis was a much tougher out than Southwest Christian Richfield. Exactly. Exactly. 
And one took care of business, and one barely took care of business. Yep, one hundred percent. I'm leaning Orono too, but I think that Matamita rightfully has the four seed. Yes, yes, gets the white jersey in the last change. Yes, yes. So, uh, do we pick our champions now? Well, Carl's got to pick this game oh, first, sorry. so let's let's try to do that. Yeah. Carl, yeah, I'm I'm actually gonna make it three for three. I think Orono is just the more complete team right now. Okay, I don't want Just wanna... based on his nodding, he kept going, yeah. Like, I knew exactly I... where he was going, and he didn't get to actually verbalize it. Sorry, Carl. Okay, let's pick our Friday, and then we'll pick our champion, okay? Because Friday of Class A is going to be probably one of the more epic. Uh, they're going to open the upper, upper deck, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, because especially with the, the schools that are going to be in AA that are going to come in early, yeah, this they're going to catch some good hockey in Class A. look at this weather we just have. It's oh, just... I'm wearing shorts right now. I know you are. Um, So, Friday, I have uh, uh, War Road versus Cathedral. I'm going to go Cathedral in this. Wow. But I think it's going to be tight the whole way. So, I'm going Cathedral. Will they win with less than one second left or more than one second left? I think it will be overtime. Okay. That's that's my prediction, like a um, 3-2, 5-4 overtime. Okay. Um, right. And I think uh, goaltending is going to come uh, to flourishing in this game. Uh, okay. So that's I, my my pick is Cathedral moving on to the championship game on the lower bracket. Okay. Uh, Carl, I'm going to have you go first on this one. Well, I took Northfield to win, so I have a World Northfield game here. And then I think Warroad just has the high end talent is just higher, higher up enough that the Warriors will pull through. So we have all, we all. Yeah. Yeah. So Carl has War Road. I have Cathedral. Who does Tony have? I keep coming back to that Friday afternoon game last year against Orono, where you could see the the as you would say the uh, the oil was leaking in the cockpit. No you know, smoke, smoke in the, in the, the cockpit. cockpit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there's going to be some smoke in the cockpit with War Road at, at some point. It, when you mm-hmm. run heavy, it's it's hard to keep running heavy. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I've, I literally have not made up my mind until just this sure. moment. I'm gonna. Here's my narrative. I, I think at some point, World is gonna run out of gas because they have run out of gas. Yeah. Right. At some point, they're gonna run out of gas, and I think that they're gonna run into a the best goaltender in the tournament, Nick Hansen. I think Cathedral's gonna win this game, and then spoiler, I think they're gonna win the tournament. Okay, so you got Cathedral. Let's go on the other side of the black bracket. We all, both, uh, all three of us actually have Hermantown versus Orono. I think again, this is a tight game. I think I'm going Hermantown now, beating them. But I, again, three period game or more. But Hermantown's got to find a way to win and score. I think they win on the backs of Dane Callaway. Oof. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I would take uh, Hermantown to end of the finals. Okay. Because I think, no offense to Alex, Mott, and Orno, I think they have the easier trip to the finals than the people on the top. It's just three really good teams in the top. Yep. Okay, Carl? Yeah. yeah. I agree. I think they're just – the depth is what, what wins it here. So move Hermantown to the final. Okay. okay. So then I have Cathedral versus Hermantown. I'm moving all in on Cathedral right now. So we have two. I'm going. I'm going to Cathedral as well because I again. This is where I'm going to go top line. Their forwards have scored major goals and major moments. 
and they have very good D and Sturm and um, Gephardt, and yep. I, I like that. And I think the TV timeouts are going to benefit them to play um, their top line even more, and Hanson um, in net is going to be a difference too. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with Cathedral as well. Let's see if Duluth boy goes with Duluth or anti-Duluth here. Quicken is not Duluth. It is pretty much damn Duluth. <laughs> it is so damn close. I can see the mall from Hermantown. It's the I can see the West Duluth Mall from Hermantown. If Proctor is the red headed stepchild of Duluth, what's Hermantown? The suburb of Duluth. <laughs> A very close suburb. Team. Okay, so who do you got in War Road versus Hermantown, Carl? I, I am taking Hermantown for the reason that I think Warroad just runs out of gas, you know, and I think we've seen this well. They, they finished second the past two years, and they, they were deeper the past two years than they are this year. Yeah. That's so what I, I keep going with. Even the people even the people from Warroad are going with that take. Yeah, that they're, mm-hmm. they're not as deep. Yeah, I mean, this isn't just my take. This isn't just our take. This is a very take right inside of, right on the shores of Lake of the Woods is that's their take. Okay, so I have Cathedral. You cathedral. have Cathedral, Tony. Carl has Hermantown. And yeah, that's yeah. Class A. That is Class A. Okay, it's time for Class AA now. But before that, Tone? Little Summit sponsor read. Little Summit sponsor read? Yeah, I actually uh, chatted up one of the doctors this week. Uh, we're working on another side project for him. And uh, it's just fun to have build a personal relationship with these guys. This isn't just some corporate read the ad read and and move on type of thing. These are actual uh, doctors, actual surgeons, actual practitioners helping people get better. And and I got to meet him, Dr. Daly, through their um, Summit Service Award where they're going to study. These kids, students are going to get a chance to go uh, serve abroad in Honduras. And it's really good. They're they're real people uh, doing really good things, both in their clinic and across the world. So check out if you have an acute injury, uh, arthritis, any, you, you name it, the, the, the full band from, you know, youth hockey players all the way up to grandma and grandpa, anyone has acute injuries, check out summitorthopedics.com. Well, let's check out Thursday's lineup at the XL Energy Center. I think we're all excited to see what these communities will kind of bring. Um, uh, if you have a if you're a season ticket holder to the state tournament and you just like hockey and enjoy the pageantry of youth hockey or high school hockey uh, this will be the double a will be is the, the, the I think the single a will be a great hockey tournament with great hockey teams that we've already discussed we're talking about communities coming out of the absolute deepest <laughs> bowels of the woodwork to see high school hockey for the first time in the tournament um it's gonna be like we haven't seen in a long time the excitement the enthusiasm it's, it, it already reminds me a lot of 16 and 17 sure 16 is the one that yeah it reminds me of that we, with some Burnsville, Anoka, some glory days some serious farmington yeah rapids more, big you know like farmington's band is one of the best Benji, in the state yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's got that feel to it. Elk River, Grand Rapids. Now we got the newbies like Chanhassen. It's going to be mm-hmm. just incredible. Yeah, their enthusiasm for being there in the building is going to be fantastic. Well, let's get it started. Um, the number 
uh, two seed uh, Chan Hassan Storm versus the Rochester Century John Marshall Panthers, right? I think they took that name, I, but I'm not positive. Yeah, I was talking to Pilar about that a little bit, and I was like, hey, whose fight song do they play? <laughs> he goes, depends which band shows up. If, oh, really? Yeah, if John Marshall's band there, they play the John Marshall so, fight song. If so which the, band are they bringing to the tournament? I would guess both? Century. I don't know. I'm not in charge of that band. I'm, I'm, involved, <laughs> I'm only involved with one band. I'm only involved with one band, and we'll get to that later. Uh, okay, this is the 11 o'clock game. Let's look at the number two seed first, the Chanhassen Storm. They come in with a record of 23-5-0. and um, Their losses came early, let's Very. say, um, to mm-hmm. Andover and Rosemount in the first two games of the year. And an overtime loss uh, soon after to Minnetonka. And then a loss in the holiday tournament to Maple Grove without Gavin Camp, mm-hmm. which I think is a big factor there. They lost to Benilde St. Margaret late in the season, but they got to the um, state tournament through their section quarterfinal win against Bloomington Jefferson, 7-1. to one. A very tight game against Shakopee, 4-2. to two. And then the upset of all – it's the biggest upset, I'm arguing, of state high school hockey history um, – in a two wow. to two wow. to one win over wow. Minnetonka. That's my argument. You're so into this. Why do you just grab onto that? Like it, it's an earlier he, this year you were saying this is the best team. Yeah, Minnetonka, yeah. So it's the best if it's team. the best team, then it's the biggest upset. So this fits your narrative. Then the, it, my I'm narrative just, has been there all it. along. It's been one goal game the past few times they played. But how is that an upset? It's a substantial upset. It's an upset of one of the greatest teams of all time, but it's not the biggest upset ever. It's an upset of one of the greatest teams of all time. Okay, not sure. Okay, but it's not the biggest. Upset. I I Don't believe. I still again. believe. I still being a one. Do I still have to? Do we have to. Do I have to relive this argument? No, because this is the last time I'm going to have this argument. With no, you guys. no, we don't need to. Okay, we don't have to because no. this this whole number of Division One commits. Well, I, it's the, just not. You're not comparing they have apples to oranges. Four kids on Central Scouting. They have three Mr. Hockey finalists. They have a top senior goaltender. Like, there's more than D1 commits. If we want to, they are undefeated. That's it's uh, more than that. Those are facts. Those but, are facts. The number of Division One commits as a as a barometer compared to teams from previous decades is not fair representation. So, uh, just to talk about the section final for a little bit okay. here. Um, Minnetonka came into the game. They were controlling at first. They took a penalty. Chanhassen scored on that with a goal by Andy Earl. Shortly after that, there was a deflection goal by Andy Earl, and it just felt like Tonka did not have enough to get by Camp then after that. Camp saw the puck, as I saw him set on the spaces. He saw it like a beach ball the whole way. Rebound control was excellent. This was really good Cam Hendrickson hockey. Um, and, and they just took it over, and it just the second line for Tonka just never had that extra firepower that we thought that they could in this game, and it was never there. When you say second line, which is the first and which is the second? Second line would be the Aston Schultz, um, Luke Gary, and Sam Sheets. Yeah. Okay. So that that line just. I expected to be a difference maker in this game because they were a hard matchup for 
every team all year. I mean, if you look yeah. at the Ashton Schultz uh, goal against uh, Edina, or no, Wyzetta late, you know, like they were a bad matchup for every team except for Chan in this game. Yeah, this Chan, mm-hmm. this even the last the yeah. three games, they yeah. were they had they really struggled against Chan Hassan. Yeah, it, and it, again, the bugaboo for Minnetonka was um, Cam Hendrickson. Yeah, and it has in that been. game and always yeah. had been. Yeah, yeah. and it, they knew it going into it, and it fell into um, the trap too. I agree. You I know, agree that. Chan Hassan knew they could skate with them. They knew they could hang in there, so that wasn't an issue the way it is for almost anyone else against Minnetonka this year. And I remember, and also watching Chan a couple times this year, they just felt really structured, really organized. And they weren't quite as flashy as Minnetonka, but like you felt like there's a system here. They're building towards something, and which is why I, I pick them. <laughs> wow. wow! Wow! Has to throw that in. Yeah, too. I probably picked them too somewhere. Um, <laughs> if I'm picking both teams, I, I, I at least I get credit. <laughs> I, I, I want to at least get credit for it. But I, I think Carl, to your point, I think this comes from this team is completely senior laden. Like they have mm-hmm. at least 17 seniors, I think, on their roster. Like it's a lot. It's a lot, and you know, you look at. Let's look at some stats on their team. They're uh, led by Jack Chris in goal. Um, he's got 22 goals, 33 assists. Gavin Uhlenkamp's got 22 goals, 32 assists. Caden Lee's got 24 goals, 22 assists. Owen Bisgen's got five goals, 36 assists. Wow. Andy Earl's got 19 goals, 17 assists. Like it is deep across the board with them. And so what you're saying is their second line was was able to level off a lot of teams. Hang in there, right? Yeah. 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 And then Cam Hendrickson finishes um section play with a goals against of 1 and a save percentage of 952. Wow. Which is one of the best that we've seen in a while. He's the best goalie of all time ever in the state of Minnesota. Ever. He's the best I've ever seen ever. Okay. And he's the best ever. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> speaking hyperbole like that about Minnetonka is just I think it's a little and this we were tr- going through it, the, the nerd factory, the three of us were going through it one night. I don't remember when, but we were talking about yeah. if a team in a section final was undefeated and lost. And it's hard to f- track that down. And we found one. We found one. One, one, just one, right? Yeah. And who was Holy it? Angels 2007. Yeah. It's not very often. No. No, and that, that Holy Angels team, no, they were a very good team, but they didn't play in the late conference either. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, um, no, it, I just, I was really high on Tonka, I will say, all year. And I think that's well documented. Um, no. Oh, really? News. Twenty-three commits. I think say champs, but nine do on commits. Yeah. Oh. Um. <laughs> okay. Okay, Wyatt Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Carl. Where has Chan been all year in the rankings? They, they started out at number four, and they, they dropped a little bit because they did have those early losses, but they rebounded and were at number four again for a very long time. They dropped to five with the Benilde loss. Um, I saw, you know, Paige sat M's at the end of the regular season, but uh, Lee was kind of running it just to see what, where Chan and Edina lined up, and Chan is actually like .002 ahead of Edina right now. Okay, okay. That's interesting. Uh, again, that's a total flip of the coin. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Tony, we've mentioned a lot of players for Chan, obviously. Who, who's your player to watch? Well, I got the kid who's the football player, Ty Smith. He's actually coming in tomorrow for his 1560 interview. Um, okay. I'm excited to meet him. I, I like guys that are just a little bit off the the beaten path. You know, a kid who plays football and does a lot of different sports. Uh, I'm excited to see him. And I think when he came back, you know, after the football, he, he definitely is a little bit of the battery charger for these guys. And I'm, I think he's a big part of their success. 100% agree with that. Um, the winner of one double A is who Chan will face. And that is Rochester, John Marshall or Rochester century, John Marshall with a record of 23 wins, four losses and two ties. Uh, we didn't go through. Did we go through Chan's wins and losses? Yeah, I think we yeah, did. Yeah. Um, here, losses. Yes, at least the losses. A lot of good wins in that, too. Yeah. Um, the losses for uh, Rochester include Northfield, Egan, oh. Northfield, and New Prague. Those are losses. Mm. Yeah. Those are only four losses. Yeah, and taking Chaska it's to overtime is a bad win. Uh, it's They just... This is a team that is a surprise state berth. They got to state with a win in the quarterfinals against Rochester Mayo, who they tied earlier in the month in the 2-7 game. They beat them 5-3, beat Farmington in the semifinals 6-1, and a convincing win over Lakeville South 4-1, as well as breaking the proverbial glass ceiling <laughs> yeah, to uh, do it. Interesting. That, go ahead, Carl. Does, does anyone know what happened in this game other than the, the glass breaking? Have we ever gotten any accounts of it? No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> other than Kayla's uh, uh, editorial was Lakeville itself played so bad. It's the worst I've seen them play all year. And give give Century credit. Okay, so let me um, – I'm going to walk down shots. So shots were Rochester 8-9 to nine in the first – 11 to 10 in the second in favor of Rochester and then 6 to 15 in the third period. So that means, you know, South was pushing in the third period. Yeah. Goals were one in one even periods. Yeah. So the the glass broke when it went to nothing. So okay. then there was yeah. a 38-minute pause. Because it was two panes of glass. Two panes of glass. Yeah. Uh, do you want to hear a little bit of the side story? Go, so, I think because, we all want to hear that. Because Pilar, again, Pilar's making a lot of name on this yes. show. So, the, so Pilar's yeah. like, I called her on Friday, and she's like, yeah, uh, there was no glass. Uh, they had two sheets of glass that were smaller, so they just put two smaller sheets. They didn't have tall sheets what, that were broken. Uh-huh. And they were about to get Bob Matros is on the phone with Hanch back at Graham, and they were going to bring bigger sheets over from Graham Arena. And it Graham to – That's not quick. It's not super close. It's probably eight to ten minutes away, but that's – I mean, there's – got to load them 2, in some people. sort of vehicle. Yeah, there's like 2,000 people sitting there, you know, twiddling their thumbs, two, you know, two hockey teams waiting. It's two to nothing, you know. So It's a factor in the game. Yeah, but – it didn't change the outcome of the game. You know, it's not like South got their their uh, their wind under their sails after that. Um, I have to show you that wasn't it. Yeah, I have to show you a picture, and hopefully this works here. Hang on, this is absolutely hysterical, and I don't know the if someone could look up the goalie's name from Lakeville South, get his name for me before I roll this. 
I'm just going to put this up on the screen. And you'll be able to see it, Carl. And if they can't see it, maybe Kayla can do something. Um, so the goalie for Lakeville Haug, South. Haug, Haug, I can see the jersey, number one, Haug. Uh, Wait till you see, hear the story. It's crazy. Okay, so I'll, I'll tell the story. So he lets in the second goal. It's in the second period. And now they're fixing the glass. Both teams retreat to the locker room because they have to also, they also have to resurface the ice to get all the glass back into the resurfacing machine, the Zamboni. So they bring a wheelbarrow, out, and all the people in the wheelbarrow were in their tennis shoes. Well, if you're in your tennis shoes and you have this big, huge wheelbarrow, that's the tire popped because they put oh. so much in there. Here's a picture, Carl, of the goalie pushing like a sled. <laughs> he was the only. Person in skates still in not sure. back at the locker room. So the nice kid, oh, what's his name? Do you got his name? Yeah, Carson Hauger. Kraus, Carson Hauger, you're the real MVP of this game. Yeah. Truly he pushed like a sled Truly. because the wheel was broken on the wheelbarrow. So he pushed <laughs> it across the ice, and Plar or, or Kayla got the picture and of him doing so. And I showed, I saw Storm last night at a Pee Wee game, and. Showed him, he goes, yeah, he's a remarkable young man. That that shows you his character, that he was willing to yeah. do that in a really tough situation. So, Yeah, it, it's just a weird circumstance. And, again, this is why we don't bang on glass. No, it was, <laughs> as Pilar said, the physics just didn't uh, weren't in the favor of that glass because they had the two top rows blocked off, so they wanted to hit glass. So they were oh. hitting the top of the glass, yeah, that's and where then the glass came over. Yep. Yeah, so yep. good night. Game over. I think the people at the rec center learned their lesson about, you know, it's better to bang on the glass low than it is high. I think they learned hard way. Yeah. So, okay. That might be our last Pilar sighting of tonight's, of today's show. We'll see. Well, let's move, let's move on to Rochester Century. John Marshall's leading scores. Aiden Emmerich Scott, 22 goals, 26 assists. I can't wait till you announce some of these names. I know these oh, names. Oli oh, <laughs> Fabled. Say that slower for Oli the rest Fabled. of us. Oli Fabled with 19 goals, 16 assists. Jonathan Burmester has 11 goals, 22 assists. And Brock Cleary has 11 oh, goals, 18 assists. Just get to Brody Jocelyn. He's worked, okay, he's Brody worked in Jocelyn's. our boxes. I've called his... Games. Brody Jocelyn's got nine goals, that kid's 17 gotta get a assists. Shout out too. I love that kid. Okay, so that is their leading scores. Carl, where the heck has Rochester oh been God. all year? Get to let's oh, go. I need that slumber again. Um, they, they never cracked my LA top 25. They were never really <laughs> even. I, I, I was tracking their scores all year, so I was at least conscious of them because I knew they'd be a higher seed one double A, but I was not ever seriously considering them for a ranking. In Page Saps, they landed at number 55 in the company of such teams as Cloquet, Monticello, St. Cloud, before they beat Rozo, Armstrong, Cooper's a couple spots ahead of them. Greater, the 8th seed in 8AA is six spots ahead of them. The 8th seed in Earth? Circle of Death. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so, I remember yeah. like two or three weeks ago, I, I don't. I, I was looking at this section, whatever, just doing a a rabbit hole as we like to do, yeah. and I noticed mm-hmm. they had four losses, and I was like, "Whoa, wow, four losses!" Here's my hidden gem. Or and then you saw it was Egan, and then I saw Egan. I was like, "Oh no, nope, nope, not no, a hidden gem, not a hidden gem." <laughs> you know, but 
What could have been? There's so many good high school hockey players from Rochester who live in that district who are not there. And, man, would they actually have been able to put up a fight in the state tournament had they been there. Okay, give me a player to watch for this team. Well, their leading scorer, Aiden Emmerich, is a kid I saw play last year when they played Holy Angels, a real good game over in Richfield last year. I was like, man, number seven can wheel. You know, and I, he and, he and uh, uh, TJ Gibson were the top scorers last year, and now this is his team this year. I'll get a chance to meet him tomorrow. He's coming up from Rochester Sweet. for the interview. Uh, you'll see a kid who can really scoot, and uh, he can put the puck in the net. He's got the points to prove it. He's got has had a great career for, what would he be, the Wildcats or whatever, you know, Panthers. Panthers but the yeah. Uh, Panther. Rocket. Rocket Rock, Panthers. Rocket Mortgage Panthers. Panthers <laughs> the Rocket Panthers, the fast-running Panthers. <laughs> cheetahs. Yeah, the Cheetahs, cheetahs maybe. Be, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, there you go. Okay, that is the 11 o'clock game. Moving to the 1 o'clock game, we got the number three seed Centennial Cougars versus the unseeded Creighton Durham Hall Raiders. Let's start off with Centennial. They come in winners of five double A with a record of seven or nineteen seven and two. Couple of key losses. Can you uh, look at their last five before playoffs? I'd like to see what their record. Yeah, is. so the last it wasn't good. I'm gonna start with the last game and then move backwards. How does that sound? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Blake. Yeah, Blake. Blake. Does that even count though? Okay, that's a five nothing win. Blaine seven four win. Even counts. Lost to Andover Here three to one. Lost to Elk River five seven to five, and a loss to Maple Grove four to two. That's what? Yeah, that's that three loss week. Yeah, yeah. And, and they were on a heater before that. They hadn't yeah. lost before that since December twenty first. So I think gotten as high as number nine. Yes. before that week. No, yes. No. But what I will say, and I've I've just seen this on the internet, and it's been part of my inside my gut and i wonder if you guys think this too is is harper searles uh mr hockey snub part of this oh yeah for sure i think it is too i i saw harper on monday and i said you know like at least you're gonna make the tournament you might not have made the list but you'll make the tournament and the other thing i said i said harper they'll have to get new jerseys not because your name's on the back but because they put stars on the back, and there's going to be another star next year on the uh, Centennial jerseys. Amen to that. So let's just take one more question here on this whole topic. Yeah. If you told Harper before the year, you're not going to be a Mr. Hockey finalist, but you're going to state, would you take behind that door number two? And he, he's for sure he would. F yeah, I think that why would be the answer. Came? That's right? why I came back is to play in the state tournament, not to go to some stodgy banquet or, yeah. you know, some where people or some who, announcer doesn't even know how to pronounce your name starts interviewing and asking you weird questions about yeah you know <laughs> what was your favorite I love meal? the banquet it could yeah. be a lot better I'm just saying it could be it could be organized and produced on a much higher level and if anybody disputes that give me the banquet and I'll show you what a banquet looks like we could do a good job with oh that. my god you and I doing that oh, banquet would be funny god. I'm just saying. If anybody's interested, if the High School Coach Association or her puts that freaking thing off, they're interested in putting on a world-class banquet, call me up. I'll put on. I'll show you what it looks like. It, we could do a good job with that. Hype videos, the whole deal. Yeah. It'll be a hype banquet for the for the boys' high school banquet or the Mr. Hockey banquet. We'll put it on. Yeah. Um, okay. How did this team get to state? They That's probably, why I asked. Show me those last five because nobody saw this coming. Yeah, because they got on a heater in sections. They beat. I know you were on your deathbed, but did you have them going or did you have Rogers going? 
from I, your deathbed. I would have had Rodgers or Maple Grove. I would have had one of those two teams. I it, just because even with three points and the the bonus three points, you wouldn't have suckered for the Centennial. None of us did. Uh, not after two. that slide. They were the right. two. Yeah. yeah, I thought Rogers was the two. They they beat Rogers without um, Bumgardner because he was in yeah. the Olympics. So, but that being said, they only beat them five or to Jensen. four. Yeah, or yeah. Jensen too at that point. Right. So, in sections they beat Spring Lake Park twelve nothing. Then they beat Rogers five to one, which is the first surprising score. And then Maple Grove five to two, which is a very yeah. good score. Great I, score. They're both convincing. These yeah, weren't four and three overtime scrap it out games. They won solidly. It was probably the most impressive run, at least relative to their level before, through sections of any team in the state. I I think they deservedly got the three C because of their section play. I agree. For sure. Um, let's look at their leading scores. Obviously, led by Harper Searles with twenty four goals, forty one assists. Wow. Those assists are going to Heath Nelson. He's got thirty five goals, twenty eight assists. Austin Peterson's got 11 goals, 26 assists. Alex, Alex Clampett has 15 goals, 19 assists. And then we talk about their goaltender, Easton Cody. He's got a goals against of 2.47, but a save percentage of 922, which is really good. He and uh, the other goaltender split duty until about five or six games ago. Yes, yes, so, that is very true. Gavin, um, Sean, uh, uh, Gavin, um, <laughs> last name indetermined, number one. Yeah, um, the he, old numero uno. He does have a save percentage of 925. So they they have both been hot all year, and they're just riding Easton Cody because he is hotter right now. Yeah, no doubt about it. I believe his dad, Bill, played goaltender at Hill Murray, and I'm guessing if he went to Hill Murray, he probably – Wild Bill Cody? Probably played in a state tournament or two. Yeah, Yeah, Wild Bill Cody? Wild Bill Cody. That's that's Wild Bill's name, Bill Cody. (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, Carl, Centennial, where have they been? Yeah, they've been up and down. This preseason, they were like just outside the top 15. They kind of yo-yoed up and down into it a couple times during the season. Got as high as nine, as we mentioned. I had them down at 15 after that three-loss week. Uh, Page Dad has them at 11 going into sections. So, you know, they were right there, and... You know, they're certainly the third best team by any ranking measure going into the tournament. All right, let's just talk about Harper just for a second. He was one of our first guests, player guests on the season. Yeah, we had him at Jack's. And, yeah, it came into Jack's Cafe. And I would say their season was just kind of meh until they had a little bit of a hot spurt right after the holidays. Yes. But just kind of goes back to the whole Mr. Hockey thing, like, when the when the balloting ended, it, it, he his resume wasn't crazy. He's kind of having an Alex Bump moment at this point. Yeah, I would argue he's if, kind of going up at the right time. You if know? you didn't see him and you were a, a voter, then you missed out. Yes, and, and now the state gets to see him like Alex Bump in his element and uh, well, he's cresting, and people are going to wonder well, why isn't this kid a top ten player. And I, I saw Teddy so uh, say that on Twitter, too, this week, the former assistant for Centennial. Yeah. And, and I think it's a fair point. Why, uh, you know, mm-hmm. why isn't he? But oh. there's so many good players this it's, year. You know, it, it was John Stout who said it on our show or else before the show. He goes, just so many forwards, it's going to be hard to pick them all. Yeah, and it's hard for D to break in, too. He was, like, too. the only one, wasn't he? 
uh, he was the only one this yeah, year. And rightfully so. So is uh, Harper your player to watch, or do you have another player to watch no, for Centennial? No, you, you got to take their leading score. I, I agree. I, I agree. Mean, this kid's putting the puck in the net all over the place, and Harper's always been a playmaker first and a goal scorer second. 41 so assists, so tell you that. Found, he's found his peanut butter to his jelly. And that's Heath. He found his Heath. Heath, Heath bar. <laughs> okay, they uh, the Cougars will play the Creton Durham Hall Raiders. Um, they are the winners of the three AA section with a record of 17, 10, and 1. This has not been Creton's year in a lot of ways. No. Losing um, Vezzi Lapai middle of the season. This team really has not had, I would say, a scoring oomph. All year, we haven't talked about them all year. Yeah, we've dogged them for the majority of the year. They were we the five dog- seed in the yeah, section. I wouldn't say we dogged them. I would just say, hey, well, you know, winners get talked about on this show. Yes, and they don't have any. Did not have a lot of quality wins, if any. And if they did, it was when Vezzi was on the was was well, healthy. And I want to walk through fair. some of this, completely fair. And some of the losses, you know, like Stillwater four to three late in the year, Montemidi two to one. White Bear Lake five to three. Those are late. South two nothing. You know, like those aren't great. You know, losses too. No. Like those are average ish teams that you're losing to. Yeah, but they beat Eastview and, and STA. Well, let's when it mattered though. Yeah, so. let's look at that. So they beat Park Cottage Grove late it in was the year. Also a good team. Yep, and they beat them four to one late in the year. They then had to go to Park Cottage Grove um, in the five four matchup as the five seed. They beat them four nothing. They come in and beat Eastview in overtime on Monday. Yeah, they were the better team. Three to two. Yeah, they. They, they were the better team. They, in the second half of the game, they were the better team. I, I would say in that game, Chuck stood out, Dodig stood out. This was one of the more exciting semifinals with the Shakopee semifinal. I thought I, thought I was at the Eastview one. I thought the Shock and I watched the Shakopee one from the Fishbowl. I thought the this was I thought the Shakopee game was better. The the Shakopee game was better. better than this I one. I would argue that was in person at the Cretan one. The Shakopee was better. It was a it was a better pure hockey X's and O's type of game. The atmosphere of uh, Eastview Creton was just as good. Well, that's okay, good. Okay, well, atmosphere-wise, yeah. yeah. it was as good. Hockey play on the ice might well, not have been. the other reason I thought that the Eastview one was good atmosphere is because St. Thomas was in the building. Yeah, it was All cool. All the fans, it was it, full. It was cool. It that was, was really cool. that was really cool. Um, so they win that game, and then they beat St. Thomas Academy on last night, three to one. Stop Mike Randolph in his tracks at what seven oh eight or something oh, like that? six seven. or seven. Or something like that. <laughs> it's hard to count. And then, and then you throw yeah, we lose track. Then you throw in the co-coach yeah. games too, but yeah, no well, one's nobody's talking up. about that. No Nobody is. wants to talk about that. Nobody. <laughs> so, but that is to beat St. Thomas yeah. and to beat Eastview is huge. Yeah, and I I watched the final. It was it was an interesting game to watch. You know, like St. Thomas was exactly what you expect. You know, very structured, trying to just you know grind Creighton down. But Creighton, I think, found some good ways to punch through that and that. It felt like their, their stars shine much more than St. Thomas's did. You know, Owens created one of those goals completely by himself. And so that it's one of those places where the star power can really show up. Noting was a force all over the place. They were really hitting St. Thomas hard. And it felt like St. Thomas was just trying to take all these shots from the outside and set up tips and do all these, you know, structured things. Whereas you, you saw how Cretan's big players came to play and that let them get a little bit of an edge. 
I think that the fact that Nico coached with Rand is a big advantage for Creighton. Especially mm-hmm. in that game, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, they knew how to handle a lot of the stuff. You never saw St. Thomas really setting up the cycle that you expect to see. Yeah, they knew how to diagnose things. And and I would argue uh, for St. Thomas, it's hard to win when you're playing not to score in some ways. You're playing to, you know, chip the puck out. You're playing to trap. You're playing – scoring is a secondary part sometimes yeah, in the you're Randolph. you're looking for the mistake. Yeah, and, and that's – it's hard to capitalize on that in the section final. He has won 700-plus hockey games, so I'm not going to question too much yep, more. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, let's how we do that nicely. We rip him, and then we pat him on the back. Pat, pat, pat. Pat, pat, pat. pat. Back. Um, let's look at the leading scores for Creighton, led by Chuck Owens, 12 goals, 22 assists. Nate Charlton, uh, 13 goals, 17 assists. Easton Swift, 11 goals, 17 assists. Um, Max Anderson, 12 and 12, Jimmy Dodig, five and 16, Marcus Matthias, uh, with freshman freshman nine, 15. And then I would say the, the wrinkle in this is Leo Miller is not starting in net. Owen Nelson is now starting. He has been on a heater of sort. He's got a, a wins are nine, two and one goals against one fifty nine, a save percentage of nine twenty. Nelly has been the difference maker for them. Two coming down the stretch. Yeah, and th- and that'll be it'll be interesting to see how he uh, does in the bright lights. I completely agree, Carl. Where has Creighton been, kind of ranking wise, all year? An adventure, and actually preseason, like I had them in the top ten. I thought there was enough talent there to make an interesting run, but they fell out very quickly. <laughs> and Creighton wobbling in the twenty twenty five range almost the entire second half of the year ended up at exactly at twenty five. So no mystery relevant to the top twenty five at the end there. And uh, I think pretty similar in page stat too. Yeah, they were twenty two. So and hovering in that range until they went on that little run. Okay, Tony, who's your player to watch? Okay, I got kind of a trio of sophomore defensemen that seem okay. to get a lot of ice time. Charlie Angstrom, a uh, kid out of Stillwater. Andy Brown, a kid out of Minneapolis. And Phoenix Cahill from Cottage Grove of all places. Um, those three kids are logging a lot of minutes and quality minutes for their sure. team. And I, and I think it'll be interesting to see if they can maintain a high level of play. I mean... That's a you're getting a lot out of sophomores, yeah. Especially in crucial minutes like that, those guys are getting ice time and, and playing quite well. So those are three kids that I keep an eye out for in the state tournament. Okay, in the six o'clock game, the number one seed Edina Hornets will take on the Elk River Elks. Uh, Edina comes in with a record of twenty three four and one. Uh, key losses to Minnetonka, a tie to Minnetonka as well. Lost to Wyzetta late in the year, four to three, and a loss to St. Thomas Academy and in, uh, in the holiday tournament, and a loss to Benilde St. Margaret's really early in the year as well. They get through section play with um, wins in the quarterfinals over Hopkins, six zero. A grinder in the semifinals against Benil, two to one, and then a real just game takeover against Wyzetta in the section final, four to one, down one nothing early, and then Edina played Edina hockey and just grinded their way back and just put it away. They won puck battles. The drop passes behind the net were just on fire. Joey Bertram had, I believe, the save of the year. Did you see the save um, on Instagram? 
Uh, well, I was. Bjorn, yeah. Did you see Bjorn's? Did you see that? I gotta watch that because oh my I was gosh. Bjorn uh, Frankie, who worked for us that night. We had two cameras on that game, and he got it. And he had, he stitched the whole thing together where it almost looks like a video where he's reaching back and getting it. I'll, sh- I'll see if I can pull it up for you. It is it, spectacular photography of a spectacular save. It, it was. It was amazing. Robin and I both looked at each other after that save, and our jaws were just on the floor. It That was the save of the game, and the goal of the game was Barrett Dexheimer's goal, where he was uh, even like he was a penalty was committed on him right. during uh, the goal, where he just did his wheel route, uh, skated up there, and just put it and willed it into the net. He, once Edina took control, they didn't look back, Carl. Yeah, just just adding the, the goal was shorthanded too. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the goal was shorthanded. He was draped on. Dexheimer right now is playing extremely well. Looking at a couple <laughs> other players to watch for um, Edina, you're led by senior Jackson Nevers, Mister Hockey finalist, 17 goals, 33 assists. Bobby Cowan, his line mate. Oh, Tony's showing me the <laughs> and the reaction. Watch. Uh, it it was yeah. It it that save was I, I believe that save was a backbreaker. It it truly yeah. was because they just kept pushing, but it just nothing happened. And yeah. Anyways, so Bobby Cowan's got um twenty one goals, nineteen assists. Mason West, the other line mates, got fourteen goals, twenty one assists, and he's been on a heater recent. Barrett Dexheimer's got three goals, 24 assists. Ryan Flaherty's got 14 and 14. Casey Vandertop's got nine and 18. This is a team that's deep throughout. Freddie Schneider has 12 and 12. Um, he, freshman. Freshman, and he's a stud. Joey Bertram, the goaltender, he's got a goals against of 1.6 and a save percentage of 938, and he has been a difference maker of late, too, for this team. No doubt. Okay, Carl. Where has Edina been in the rankings all year? They have been number two or number three. Yeah. Pretty much. It, consistent. Three, but yeah. 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 I will say this. And again, this seemed, a shot, seemed like a shot at Edina. It's just I'm sticking to the state straight statistical facts. Yeah. I think Edina should be the two, and I think Chan should be the one. Chan beat the greatest team. Ever to lace up skates in the history of hockey. In the greatest in the world, game the ever world, to happen. In the world. Yep. In the world. Is that hyperbole the the first part, or is that just... just there is. I listened to the podcast, and you're right, Danny. Uh, they're the greatest team of all time. I mean, I'm going to go out now as so a winner. Jan has as a winner. beat them. Give me the Edina, belt. Edina, I saw both Edina uh, Minnetonka games, and I never saw them beat them. So I think the Chan Aston should be number one. Is that again? Chan did have some losses, worse losses than Edina did, but but they both lost to Benilde. Yeah. Like, so you know we're, we can call some uh, whatever. Who cares? I mean, there's two good teams in this tournament, two ranked teams in this tournament, and six absolute wild cards. Yeah, that you don't know what's going to happen. Don't think Chan is complaining about its draw. What's no, that? I don't think Chan is complaining about their draw either. I think, I think perfectly happy to be the two seed. Oh, the yeah. The two seed is They're... more beneficial, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah. 
There are easy routes to the championship for both teams. Let's just not kid ourselves. Okay, we'll get to that in a little bit. Let's talk about the night session on Thursday. Still uh, playing Edina is the Elk River Elks. They come in with the winners of eight double A. You almost said seven. I did. I really did. I wanted to there for a second. All of us could have. Just had that slip. Um, All of us. Record of 18, 9, and 1. Let's look at... Now, this is really a two-season team, okay? They had a slide in the uh, Edina Holiday Classic. Wait, two seasons. One before they come, he came on the podcast and one after <laughs> he came on the podcast. Right. It's all the podcast. And now I, I will um, say a little bit about that. I saw them beat Centennial late in the year, and I talked to Gus after the game. I said, how many games do you have left? And he's like, uh, and I was like, you have eight games left. And he's like, uh, no, no, no. I said, you have eight games left. And he's like, I do have eight games because I was counting state. And he's yeah. like, let's go. And and they did it. And this is a team that, you know. If did your we, eight include three games in state or two games in state? Three. Three. Okay, because uh, that's the fun part. All right. <laughs> um, but you look at uh, this is a team that won their section. And, and when I say won their section, they beat Moorhead. Yeah. And they beat Buffalo. I mean, yeah. they, they beat the teams they needed to beat, you know. And Buffalo just earned their way to that tournament. And I saw why Buffalo made it. That's a good team. So in the had some guys that were pretty damn good, and you know they played in the late conference, which definitely helped them. In the quarterfinals, they beat Bemidji three to one. Semifinals, like we said, they beat Moorhead four to two, and then they beat Buffalo three nothing. Tony, what was the atmosphere at the MAC? It was pretty good. I mean, Buffalo had a, actually a better crowd than Elk River. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it, like by ten percent more. But I wonder were, if that they is had nothing to cheer for. Not one goal, <laughs> a couple checks, maybe, but not much. You know? Yeah, that... but it really came down to that game. Really, and, and no offense to the goaltender from Varner from from Buffalo, but he had a, one or two softies, right? Sure. And Gavin Grenick had zero. I mean, he was he made two saves. I tweeted about this in my end of period tweet. He made two huge saves at the end of the second period when I was interviewing him after the game. I go, tell me about those two saves. He goes, it's all a blackout to me. I don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I loved it, too. I was like, how honest is that? Um, this is an elk team that has not. Got a hand raise over here. Oh, uh, sorry. I just want to, I have to go back and look at some of the history of elk over the past 20 years. Okay. Just going into this. Let's this do it. Because it's. It's just fascinating to watch because so remember they won state in two thousand one and you know, for maybe a five ten year stretch they were the best teams in the state they were in the tourney in two thousand four two thousand five two thousand six they get moved to seven double A and then it goes and they, then they get railroaded it's you know, I mean they they had some very good teams in those first couple of years dropped a little bit you know lost to some good East teams but then the middle of the twenty tens it's it's insane you can't strip some of these things twenty thirteen they, they have a one nothing lead on Grand Rapids. Avery Peterson ties it with 10 seconds left, wins it in doubles overtime. Yeah, I remember Come listening on. to that on the radio. 2014, they have 5D1 players. They're, they're better than East, and they're in the section final. East ties it with 210 left. Nick Altman wins it in overtime. Uh, 2015 team, one seed, top five team in the state. Two Mr. Occupiers. 8D1 players. 3 nothing first period lead on Duluth East, a mediocre Duluth East team. Losing double overtime, Garrett Worth. 2016, they're the three seed pretty even with Duluth East. They're down 4 nothing eight minutes in. Yeah. 
2017, they're 21 and three, top five team, dominant, up two nothing with 10 minutes left in third on Grand Rapids, lose to Gavin Hain. <laughs> in the semis too, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, that's semis, yeah. 2018, three seed, right there with Andover, lose six to five in overtime, Gunnar Thorson. Like, can you make that up? No. No, that the, run of games. This, this is a team a program that is just finally broken through again. And, and it's it's been coming. Like I think you know, Coach Gus came on board. They made a section final that we didn't expect them to, I think in 2020, lost to Andover, but you no know, pulled up set to get there. They made eight double A a couple years ago. So like it's been building. It's been great to see. I think it's been building. And what's interesting to me is like none of these children on the ice that night had ever seen Elk River in the state tournament. That's, that's exciting. Yeah. And it was, it was just, you know, I was there and there was the reason I picked that section final is because I was going to either see Buffalo for the first time or Elk River for the first time in 19 years. And the, just the raw enthusiasm and thunder in that building was unlike you could ever, yeah, you just can't, you know, that you could have lit up a room for, for days with all the energy in that building that night. That's cool. Okay, let's look at some of their top players for the Elks. Cole Mears has got 20 goals, 17 assists. Braden Hasbergen, Berger? Hansberger. Oh, okay. Um, nine goals, 26 assists. Cooper Anderson's got nine goals, 18 assists. Gavin Sperling has got nine goals, 16 assists. Their goaltender, Tony, is Gavin Grenick. Grenick, he's got a save percentage of 927 and a goals against of 224. It's a good goalie. He's a great goalie. Carl, where have they been in the rankings this year? They were nowhere to be found until about mid-January. Then they started sneaking into the top 25. Uh, they ended up at 20 before sections. Um, when was Coach? Some of you may remember, remember that I picked them to win the section, so like, there were some signs that they were building, but... Uh, they were 28th in page staff too, so they weren't overwhelming there either, but they were just turning it on at the right time. Okay. Uh, Tony, you're asking, when was Coach Gustafson on the show? On show? So he was on the show. February um, or January? February, yeah. it looks like um, f- 4th. Yeah, February okay. 4th. And then they went on a heater and have not. Have they lost since? No. They have not lost. You know, and here's the thing. You give a jersey, you make it to state, and pretty soon. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Yeah, if you're Rochester Century, you might want to send a jersey up for your interview tomorrow. Just a hint there. Um, Okay, Tony, who's your player to watch for the Elks? Well, it's so easy to spot their best player besides goaltender Gavin Granick. It's Cooper Anderson, their D. This kid, it's pretty rare you find a kid who's that tall and thin who's that athletic. And he just takes complete control of the game, whether it's on the power play or when it's at the breakout. Uh, when he's got the puck on a stick, he's he's effortless with the puck. And he's one of those kids just slowly but surely has gotten better and better over his career. It's fun to watch him. And, and he's the reason they're in this state tournament because he can kind of make things tick on all three, even in the, in the neutral zone. You know, he's, he regroups the puck well. He does everything well. And he's got his head up at all times with the puck on a stick, and those are rare to find someone with that skill level and that height and that length. Yeah, he's like 6'3", and for a defenseman, that's huge, too. Yeah, he's good. Okay, let's look at the last game on Thursday. It is the 8 o'clock heavy quotation start. It is the orange and black matchup. 
you won't know which side is which in the White Bear Lake versus Grand Rapids. White Bear Lake grabs the four seed, Rapids the five, though I think it's kind of a coin flip of sorts. So they played in season. and You know, um, I get a chance to drive oh around God. the state and meet these kids and – you know, right after they won, and they're all lobbying me or lobbying just Oh, yeah, because Tony Zozel has no, the no, control. No, but they're just lobbying air in general, not just me. But anyway, <laughs> like, we need a higher seed. If we beat this team, we beat that team. Like, uh, after the top two, does anybody know? It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. And the way this tournament's set up this, this year. This current tournament. Yeah. Usually people are arguing over four, who gets the four and who gets the five. Now it's like, whew. Yeah, From I th- three to eight, it was just flip a coin. I thought if St. Thomas would have won or Hill would have won, that would have made things a lot more complicated. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I'd be believe one of the other those teams out. Yeah, they all had seemed. Yeah. You know, they all seems like they all played and beat each other. You know, to some degree. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay, White Bear Lake, the winner of Session Four AA, coming in with a record of twenty wins, seven losses, and one tie. Um, let's look at how they got there. Win uh, in the quarterfinals against Roseville, five to two. Win in the semis, huge win, five to one over Stillwater. I think that's the score that we weren't expecting. Um, and then the Hill Murray three nothing. I would call snooze fest. Um, last night it was it was boring. Well, it it was not boring to me. I I was driving home, back from Hermantown at the time to Cottage Grove and. I tuned in and listened to you and Zach, and it was entertaining to listen to you guys uh, well, call it, a game. And I, I I got a good sense that it was not an exciting game, but you guys did a good job describing it. I appreciate that, and we'll be doing that again during the tournament on probably the Plus, KFAM Plus, and maybe a game or two on KFAM proper. It just okay. depends on. <laughs> I, lo- I love Zach's sign-off. You're listening to High School Hockey. On the plus. <laughs> <laughs> On the plus. I'll hear a lot of that next week, so I funny. think. When, uh, he, when he takes it to a commercial. Or, yeah, know. it's good. It's yeah. good. Um, no, but truly, uh, Jack Stania scored 36 seconds in, and there was a lot of just White Bear would move it out, Hill would control, their decor would just control it back into the offensive zone, perimeter shot, save by Gabriel, break it back out, control by the Hill D, and then it was just uh, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Well, what one thing I'll talk about your guys' broadcast or analysis was, I don't know if it was after the second period going into the third, it was, or maybe it was even into the third period you were saying, a hill doesn't even. Are, they aren't. Even, they're playing like they're a goal ahead and not a goal behind. Yeah, yeah. That's like they were playing in their one-two-two trap. Yeah, and and, and playing almost for the mistake that was not happening. They needed to open up more, and they never opened up more. And that that's been the knock on Hill all Where year. Was the eight goal. Uh, Hill team. Last I, night. Yeah, where was that? Where team? were they? I I have no idea who that team was because I never saw that team play, and right. so. <laughs> This was a boring, bad year for boring hockey. <laughs> you know, yeah, truly. You know, St. Thomas, even, I mean, Wyzetta was a very different Wyzetta team, but it was still that kind of anonymous style, and they didn't touch through either, yeah. Right. So um, let's look at some of the key players. Now, the player stats are kind of misleading for White Bear. They had been fighting injuries all year. St- uh, 
up until three games ago, um, their coaching staff was telling me it was the first time they, they were full strength again. Um, right. Jack Stanius is one of those players. He's got seven goals of 14 assists. Nolan Road is the Mr. Hockey finalist. He's got 33 goals, 24 assists. Really, the standout goal scorer for them. Will Distead on the points got seven goals, twenty-one assists. Dylan Butro, um, Buto, Buto. I'm going to get that wrong. I think mm-hmm. all the time. Um, he's got nine goals, twelve assists. Leo Gabriel really is the difference maker in net for them. He, I believe, he's a watch list Frank Brismick Award winner next year. He's no a, argument here. He's got. Um, mm-hmm. 1.87 goals against and a save percentage of 924. It, he is a key factor on this team. Carl, where's White Bear been this year? Yes, they st- preseason they were top 15, and they spent about the first month hanging in there. But then I, I think they lost to Stillwater 5 to nothing in early January, fallout, never made it back, uh, kind of bouncing in the 15 to 20 range, ended up at 20 going into sections. And paged out, they are at 24. Five, so okay, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's funny. We had uh, Nolan wrote in for a pod, and then Player of the Year interviews yeah. and stuff that Sunday. Nolan Road was open about how bad they were. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, not necessarily on the switch. show, but he's like, "We're not very good right now. We'll get better, but we're not very good." And they got healthy. They and got they, got they got better. And I'm not saying he was he was just being very honest. Not on the show, just off air hanging out with them. He was like, we're not very good right now. And and, uh, and right now this is a different team than they have been at a lot of points in the season. I agree. And, and the other key factor about this, this is Chris Anderson's first year on the bench, uh, first trip to the state tournament. Congratulations to him. Uh, this is awesome. Where, was he on the pod? Has he ever been on the pod? Yeah, he was at Oh, Jax. he was on the pod, too. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't, the pod bump this year is real. I, I, it is real. I also want to say, you know, the horn shutting down this year, the White Bear Lake Bears are undefeated going to state when there is no horn. I... I not going to argue with that. Yeah. That's a hot take. <laughs> that is a really hot take. Who's the player to watch? <laughs> uh, who are the players to watch? Well, you you kind of stole my thunder there okay. with Stanius. I mean, when he came back, he, that's the real answer. Because he's when their Stanius second forward. came back, this team immediately became relevant and good again. Yes. And Nolan told us, like, yeah, Jack's back. He's wearing a jersey in practice. Yes. He's got a whatever. He'll be back soon. Mm-hmm. And the minute he got back, they got good. Yeah. And so he's the guy he watched. Another kid I like is Blake Eckerly. He's, I heard you guys call his name a lot last night a on the lot. podcast. And I'm like, ah, oh, I love hearing that kid's name. He's one of those up and comers. They they produce a lot of good players in White Bear, and Blake's one of those next ones. You'll, you'll hear his name a lot. He's a D1 commit. Yeah. In baseball. Baseball. Going to Utah with <laughs> Sam, Sam Stockman. Did you see my tweet yesterday no. on Friday morning or th- what, Thursday morning? I took a picture of the celebrating crowd and I said, if you look closely, you'll see an ex Elk River goaltender. And <laughs> Sammy Stockman's in the front row. And awesome. Just a super nice kid, a great athlete. And I, I, I got a chance to coach him one summer and he was. You know, he could never make it to practice because he had baseball practice. Sure. And it, it paid off. It definitely paid off. I just wish he could have been like the third goalie or something on that team. I know. know. He, he's, he's done so much. He, he had a game as a band where he made over 100 saves in a regional 
And I think eventually Jimmy Clark scored on him. Uh, when they, he was well over 100 saves. You know, he's one of those kind of generational goaltenders that never got a chance to play yeah. in the state tournament. So too bad, but uh, he was right there. He's he was pouting about it. He was pounding on the glass, not breaking the glass, pounding on oh, the glass. He was okay. a front row guy, and uh, uh, it was just fun to see him. Okay, White Bear Lake will play the five seed and the winner of 7AA. Um, the Grand Rapids Thunderhawks come in with a record of 17 and 11. It just and sounds so zero. good. To say. Can you say that one more time? Coming in. Coming in with a record of 17 wins, 11 losses, and zero ties. God, it just sounds magical. And you know what? If, if you were saying Duluth East right now, I'd be saying the same thing. It sounds <laughs> magical because I love when those two teams represents section seven it's just it makes it's not a tournament unless one of those two teams are in it yeah and, and rapids just, will bring a lot uh to the tournament that we are excited to see especially their band their band is usually one of the best in the state speaking of their band i have been in contact with band director dale gunderson and he writes to me we come in we coming and uh, we coming. Not, not poor grammar. He's good at music, but not at grammar. He's a music teacher. He's a music teacher, yeah. right? But, he writes uh, notes. I, we we uh, connected uh, earlier this uh, yesterday. Would it be yeah, yesterday? And on my way to Grand Rapids, I said, uh, "Is the band coming to state?" And he goes, "We're putting out a fundraiser right now." And I said, well, if you need any help, and I gave him a number. I said, would this number help get them to state? And he goes, yes. And I go, in exchange for that, I get to be the band director for one song. He goes, deal. <laughs> so I'll be uh, I'll be uh, down there, I don't know, pregame, mid-period, some point. I mean, mid-end of period or something. I go, oh, I'll have my Grand Rapids band jersey on uh, directing the uh, GR band. I believe the last <laughs> – Yep, go Carl. That's a lot of pressure. I mean, you know, they played Olay between the second and third periods of the section final, and Rapids tied the game within 40 seconds of the start of the third period. So, Oof, I don't know if it's if you're playing at a, if you're conducting at a big moment, Tony. Like the I don't on. think I want that pressure. I, I definitely yeah. I know my song is "Land of One Thousand Dances." That's uh, that's that's my tune. That's just it. It's, it raises the hair on my neck, that song does, when they o play it. Olay raises mine. And it's, Same with me, that one too, for sure. And it's something about that song that changes the atmosphere of games, and that's what's exciting. Oh, I them. agree. That's that's a great song, but the one I, I just love, that one I do too, but then uh, it's funny, I was in the parking lot talking to Coach Clafton, and the one he wants, he's making his song request to me. Sure. Like, you should do this song and this song. You know, he's grown up with that band yeah. his whole life. And it was fun to hear everybody's kind of, you know, favorites from that band. And that band is electric. There's only one band is just as good, and it's Farmington. I've seen them a few times, and there's something else, too. It, it's something about, you know, the Edina Puck Drop song in Olay. Those are both going to be in the tournament this year, and I'm excited for yeah. both of those. It's going to be the pageant. the same game. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> um, how did Grand Rapids get to state? In the quarterfinals, they beat Cambridge Isanti 9 nothing. In the, the semifinals, they beat Rockridge 6-2. And in the finals, they beat Andover 3-2 in double overtime. Uh, what, let's talk about, uh, Carl, tell me, I have not seen video of, uh, on-ice video of the goal. I've seen the above-ice video looking down, the pucking going in the net. But what was your take on that goal? Mm -hmm. So it was, it was just a crush of bodies, and you could tell it was underneath someone from Andover. And just the position of the, where the body was, like, the puck is almost certainly in the net. <laughs> so that, that was my perspective from where I was standing. 
And then I think was was confirmed by the video too. The puck was clearly in the net. We saw that on on the video board. They put it up on many of the replays. So it was just a question of was there a whistle? What happened here? You know, the call of the ice was no goal, but the refs got together. They called the goal judge, who has access to all the technology, and so in the end, they went and called it correctly a goal. It's cool they went to the goal judge. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that's the appropriate uh, what, angle what, too. Someone who was there told me, yeah, the goal judge basically looked up and saw the the, the <laughs> scoreboard and got a phone call. Go, yeah, I was in. It was a goal. It's crazy <laughs> if the referee waved it off. But then and went to the goal judge. Then went to the goal judge and called it in. And, and I was having an interesting discussion too the other day. So if if it had been no goal, it should have been a penalty shot because it was under an Andover defenseman. Oh, Okay, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So it would have been a really uh, game-winning opportunity then as well. Right, right, right. right. Okay, let's look at some of the uh, leading scores for Grand Rapids. It starts with the law firm, Tony, and Nathan Garski and Jacob Garski. Uh, Nathan's got 17 goals, 19 assists. Jacob's got 20 goals, uh, 25 assists, or 10 goals, 25 assists. I think I said that wrong. Bauer, yeah, their their lucky line mate of the of the week is Seth Carlson right now. So yes, and Seth has he has eleven goals and ten assists. Bauer Murphy's got twelve goals, sixteen assists. In net, we will more than likely see Carter Casey. We will. He's got a goals uh-huh. against of two thirty five and a saves percentage of nine fifteen. They have split time between three. He is the front runner right now. Yep. Um, let's see. Carl, where do you Roloff. Ha- Roloff. Oh, yeah. Luca Roloff. Roloff. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of points, but Luca is he a was different. He too. He, had, he missed some times of injury. Yeah. So he's got two goals, nine assists. Luca is a difference maker. It's just those points you wouldn't uh, indicate that. Let's put it that I way. I think he's got the, the, the Division One body skating. I, I think if he puts this, if he wants to. Earn a, a Division One scholarship, he can do that. Sure, he's that he's yep. that gifted of a player. Okay, Carl, where has Rapids been this year? Yeah, Rapids preseason started in the fifteen to twenty range, and they were hovering in that. I think dropped down a tiny bit after they lost to Forest Lake, and were kind of staying in there until they really got hot late in the season. They had a nice run in like January, got them briefly at the top fifteen. They dropped out, but they've been, I think nineteen or eighteen going into sections. So been fairly steady in that range. Okay, Tony, who are the players to watch for Rapids? Well, I think the guy you really, I think the one we talked about, Luka Roloff, on the blue line, the one up front is going to be Nathan Garski. They call him Stewie because he's got the big bucket of a head. And and, uh, (laughs) they love him. They love the kid. The kid is absolute. I met him yesterday. He is a 100% beauty. I mean, I've never met a kid like this in a long time. He's got some Hank Sorensen in him, you know, or he's Ooh. he's going to take you down. I wouldn't want to go in the corners with this kid. He's a sophomore. He's built like a 35-year-old man. I mean, he's just ripped, you know, and he's skilled, plays with his brother. Yeah, He and his brother are like, one minute you think they're going to be hugging, and next thing they're going to be beating the crap out of each other. You know, they're, <laughs> they're that type of relationship. It's fun to watch. They have definitely built a nice chemistry. I saw them play against Benilde earlier this year. They scored like in the first forty seconds wow. against Benilde. Yeah. They're a good. Te- they're a good. They're a good tandem. Those two together are, will be fun to watch. I bet their dad is super proud. Dad and mom are super proud of how well they've done and made it to state. 
Okay, let's start picking who we think's going to come in playing in the championship game <laughs> in our championship game as well. This isn't going to be easy. Okay, let's start on the bottom side of the bracket. Chanhassen versus why Rochester am I, Century. Okay, Chanhassen is across the board in this one for everybody. Yeah, no question. No I'll question. Just say too, you know, this game has been an upset the past two years, right? The two seed has had some trouble. And then you have a team coming into his first ever tournament. How happy does Chanhassen have to be to be drawing Rochester? Yeah. Okay. If Rochester wins this game, big if. I don't want. I don't like where this question is going for me. I agree, Tony. I agree. They're a bigger upset in state high school tournament history. Tournament history. The Moorhead Edina one in '09 is a big Uh upset. I, I will. I will go. A top twenty team. Okay, the, the Edina top fifty team. Okay, yeah, I, I fair, Carl. I'm just saying that is yes. one of the best Edina teams of all time uh, in the '09 team. Well, this Chanison beat the greatest team ever to put skates on. They were better than the mm-hmm. Lake Placid miracle team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're better than them. And they are the best Chanison team of all time. Yes, they are. No okay. About it. So we uh, we got. Chan- I think this is the biggest upset. This would be the biggest upset in my lifetime in a state high school hockey tournament. It, if it happened, and I I know your own eye. That was that's a good take, but this isn't even close. Creighton and Centennial play next. No upsets here. I'll go Creighton. Whoever wins is not an upset. I, I'm going Creighton because Creighton's been there three years in a row. I think there's something to that at the state tournament in the familiarity of playing in this game. They won this game last year and beat Maple Grove. I think they do it again. Um, I think the best player on the ice is for Centennial, but I still I got Creighton. I'm not ready to pick on this one. Okay. It's a sneaky good game, right? It, it, it this is a sneaky hype of you know, the, the, the Blue Bloods of some of the later games, but it's just a really good hockey game with two teams that are playing really well right now. Yeah. Creighton is cresting yeah. right now, and Centennial's section tournament was impressive. Yeah, I think so too. I'm leaning to Centennial. Okay. I think I am too. Just what they did to Rogers and Maple Grove. You know, that's that's it. They were playing a different level opponent than Creighton was in sections. 60-40 in favor. Actually, actually I'm going to go back. I'm going to go Creighton because I think Creighton's going to – I think I don't think that Chan Askin can make it all the way to the finals. Okay. First really? trip is hard. So you're picking Creighton mm-hmm. in this game. Yep, because I think because of the same reasons you picked Creighton to beat Centennial because Centennial hasn't been there. They don't know the building. They don't know the situation. Sure. Yeah. And they're both playing really well. So I think it's going to pay off. Yeah, and Creighton has played in this game – I, they played in this one last year, right? This was yeah. no. This no. was they were in the two seven. Yeah, this that's yeah. the upset that you're talking about, Carl. Last year, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I I still got Creighton. Okay, our right, next game, night game, the six o'clock Elk River versus Edina. Edina, what did these? What was the score of this game when they played? Was it bad? Uh, four nothing. Four nothing. Yeah, that's it. Okay, four uh, nothing, yeah. but it wasn't four nothing. Let's say it wasn't close. Yeah, yeah. No, no, this was. Pre, no, first season Elk River, not second season. Yes, yes. Two different teams. Yeah. Pre, um, pre pod. Pre pod. (laughs) Pre pod. Um, but still, I got Edina in this one pretty easily. I don't think anyone would, yeah, pick the Elks. No, no. I think it might be 
two or three goal game. I don't think it's going to be a total blowout, but yeah, I don't see that losing this game. If it's four nothing again, I would not be surprised. I'm with you on that. No. Okay. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The night game, Grand Rapids versus oh, White Bear Lake. God, this is where I feel most pressure. I this is I feel almost as there's so much pressure here. I'm gonna the emotions in the press box with me next to me are oh gonna be god. at an all time high. Oh my god. It's gonna be really hard. And I believe Zach knows that I'm a Grand Rapids Bobo in some ways, too. Yeah, not as much anymore. Not as much anymore, but there was points where, you know, yeah. we all love Rapids. Yep. Um, it's going to be emotional. I, I got Rapids in this one because of goaltending and D right now. I, I think that they will – I though, White Bears off, like, can road score two or three goals in this game. That's the question mark for me. I don't I don't think he's able to against this D and total team shutdown. It could be heavy checking too. No, it'll be it'll be a physical game. Um I picked White Bear in nineteen to beat Blaine. Billy Rose, yeah. that I, whole team. I picked them to beat them that, that day. And they did not show up in that game. No, I did. So no. I feel like I jinxed. White Bear. So yeah. now I'm going to go back the other way. So, and I'm so gonna, Tony, this is how you get in trouble by picking two teams. I'm going to pick. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I have no idea who you're picking anymore. I'm going to pick Grand Rapids. It, say you want Grand Rapids because you actually believe Grand Rapids is going to win. Say that to me right now. Look at me and tell me that. Danny. You're I'm, looking down. Look at my eyes. I'm picking, I'm picking Grand Rapids because I actually think Grand Rapids is going to win. I've, I've, the lie detector determined <laughs> that was a lie. <laughs> I Okay, sorry. You got White Bear Lake. I got yeah. White Bear Lake. Okay, there we go. I got White Bear Lake. I'm sorry, White Bear Lake, out. if I jinxed you, but I got White Bear Lake. Okay. I will be wearing a white shirt. Uh, for White Bear Lake, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go buy a black and uh, orange. orange tie because I better look as a band director. I better look good. Yes, right? yes. So yep. I will be a band director for at least one song. I'm going to go. What are those things? Is it a baton or something? Yeah, I'm getting one yes. of those. I'm ordering one online. Sweet. Okay, Carl. Who I'm do you got? In, I'm serious about this. Okay, who who do you got in this one, Carl? Oh, and twenty. Yeah. Stop it. You guys are freaking cruel. I'll say this, you know, and the reason I'm saying that is Grant Clafton has been here before. And Chris yeah. Anderson has been here as a player, and he's, uh, but he, and I, a coach. And a coach. I, yeah. it's, I don't know. It's hard uh, to win this game, and there's going to be a lot of pressure. But according to Chris Anderson, you know, White Bear has won the first round game in state before, so really this does not matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I've been told that right to my face. He right to your face. He looked at me and said that, so I'm going right to have to. your face. It does not mean anything. This game is just kind of a wash. That is not a storyline. But it would be cool in lose last year, he calls White Bear as a winner. That would be fun. Okay. Yeah. Chan Hassan versus... Tony I was, and I, I was about to cue my song there. No, you, you're on. taking to too long. Song. You're taking too long. God, I had it all lined up and everything. Uh, my God, where did it go? Okay. Can I move on? When can I move on? Because I'm trying here. Come on, just be with me here for a second. 
God, do you think? Wedding. Oh, here we go. Wedding. Oh. Okay. I'm thinking Chad Hassan. I can say that. Bum, bum, you're bum, gonna get bum. That. You're gonna get a little taste of that. Okay, okay. You heard it though, didn't you? Right. I think yeah. the listeners heard it. I did. I- <laughs> oh, maybe maybe we'll play it again for no, you. No, 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 no. Can you hear that? Hold it, hold it up in the microphone. I am. Not yeah. your, not your ears. You know, I, I can't hear a thing. Ah, weird. I hear a loud I do too. I wonder if this is recording. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, Kayla's going to get to this later and wonder what happened. Where okay. Where did he go? Okay. Chan Hassan, anyway. Chan Hassan versus Tony and I's Cretan Squad or Chan Hassan versus Centennial for Carl? Um, who wants to go first on semifinal. this one? I'm going ch- I'm going CDH all the way to the finals. You're going CDH all the way? Yep. Um, I, I'm going Chan. I'm going Chan in it, this one. It's the storm. Yeah. Okay. I I I get behind your Cretan pick. I think that's a great um I think it's a great pick because of the been there and everything like that. I think it's a really good pick. Um moving on to the other side of the bracket. I have Edina versus Grand Rapids. Carl has Edina versus Grand Rapids. Tony has Edina versus White Bear Lake. Doesn't we matter. all have Edina coming out of this, I would say. Yeah, it's either, it's either game is going to be an awesome game atmosphere wise, but Yes. They're, the yeah. villain is Edina. Is really mm-hmm. big versus Edina, it, whether it's White Bear in its first ever semifinal or it's Grand Rapids who everybody gets behind. It's funny. I'm sh- I'm in a suite with a bunch of Edina people. Right for for the tournament, oh, right? Are you in a suite, Carl? <laughs> One ticket. Where, where was my invite to a suite? Uh, in a suite, right? Oh, so, hmm. must be nice. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> there's let's say there's twenty in the booth. Hmm. Uh, I'm in a text string. They've all labeled me as the Edina hater. So everyone loves it when I hate them for some reason. Oh, okay. Yep. I, I don't get it, but apparently, so uh, I will be the only non-Edina fan in that suite. So. Uh-huh. Okay, so so maybe I'll wear a white bear wear your orange. I'm gonna wear orange and black no matter what. Okay, yeah. we have yeah. white bear jerseys. I'll we have a... we have Edina yes. jerseys too. You can that. choose one of I your got a Grand Rapids jersey too. Yep, there's a Grand Rapids I'm, back there. I don't think Danny's gonna let you put that on though. Yeah, he will. <laughs> well, I, I could have got anything I wanted yesterday. I, I mean, we should have had a conversation about that. I should have really should have. Yeah. Well, I'll talk to Grant when I see Grant next week. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, congratulations on beating White Bear Lake. Hey, can we have a jersey? jersey. We'd like one for us. Just who do I need to talk who to? I talk to. Okay. That. Yep. I'll, I'll bring that up. Um, okay. So, we have Carl and I both have Chan Hassan versus Edina. You have Creighton versus Edina. I'm going vintage 6AA final, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I remember Creed yeah. used to be in yeah. six double. Yeah, vintage. Yeah. Speaking of bad pins on the map, that's yeah. one of the worst pins ever I know. on the map. I know. Okay, I have Edina winning. I have Chalk. I think Lou's going out a winner <laughs> this year, and with Edina mm-hmm. winning, I I just I don't know. I think if the bracket favors Edina in this instance, and they've been there too, they were there Any, last. Anybody year. picking against Edina? I don't think so. Mm-mm. Every bracket's gonna have Edina as the winner. Yeah, it's an upset. Yeah, as much as I want to, you know, it's. I, yeah. I really like the way this team is built. They got four lines. Their top line is the best line in the state. Dexheimer's the best D in the tournament. No, Biscuit's good too, but yeah, he's the best D in the tournament. 
They have to. They have to be. They're not good. Yeah, they have to. They they and the and the road they've taken to get here by beating Benilde and Wyzetta, they're ready. They're as ready as they've yeah. ever been. This it, is it's ring season for Jackson Nevers. It, it's exciting for Edina too because the crowd will be against them in every game and heavily against them in every game too. Yeah, I agree. I, I there, there's some uh, there's some player of the year, our player of the year finalists who could definitely make their claim on the. State tournament on the during the state tournament, you know, Ulan Camp has got a one hundred percent. That baby is just mm-hmm. sitting there for Gavin to win, yeah. and obviously Jackson Nevers is just sitting on a platter. And Nolan Road wins a first round game, first time ever in the program's history. I That's might just I might just too. walk the jersey down to him after the game. Hey, Here yeah. you go, bud. It's all yours. I mean, you have Can done we take something. A pick? <laughs> you have done something that nobody has done in your storied history has done. Your here's, dad, your brother, here's nobody your jersey has jersey right now, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I think um it's it's very, very exciting for to watch that. Yeah, when we quick shout out, we've been talking a lot of orange and black. We yeah. gotta talk a little bit about the red and black league, our final sponsor read. Uh great to see Orno in it. It's the the home base of, of the, the red, red black. black league. I was talking I actually talked to a Hanson today, in fact. I got I got Joey Mugas's phone number from a Hanson today to try to track Mugas. him down. Mugas will be in the uh in studio tomorrow for his 15 questions, 60 seconds. Excited he was to meet jacked him. up for this. He was excited. I'm, yeah, I'm excited he's to like, meet him. Is, can Jordy Hansen come with? He was asking, yep. oh, yeah, Jordy, bring Jordy with. I'd love to put Jordy through the 15 questions as well. So um, it should be a fun day. It's always a fun place to play for, for in the Red and Black League. Uh, check out redblackleagues.com uh, for more information for their spring tryouts coming up right after the state tournament. Um, any sights and sounds of the state tournament that we should mention? <sighs> Carl There's and so I many. will be hanging out probably all Wednesday. So just look for us. Come yeah. over, say hi. Um, we'll tweet where we are. Yeah. 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 I yeah. I will be on the call yeah. starting When is Thursday. your guys' uh, roundtable? That is Monday. Oh, that's Monday. Monday. So yeah, that's a panel at Digidios oh on God. Monday at I don't, I five. Would, I, I don't want to come here. Your panel. Of we have to be there at five thirty. Oh, five thirty. That's when it actually starts. So yeah, come around five thirty. Let's let's put yeah. it that way. That's I could care less about your panel, but I would love to go to Digidios. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. Thanks. Thanks. As always, I'm the friendly serious. friend that you are. I'm serious. No offense. but like, I, I was offended. I just spent two and a half hours breaking it down with you. Do I want to spend another hour? I have more hot takes. This oh, was, my God. There's more this, in the tank. Oh, my God. This, this water Jesus. heater is not deep. Me. Not me. Uh, not I. But I, uh, I think I'm going on the air with... With uh, Paul Allen on Tuesday morning between nine and noon on K Fans. So. Um, and what what does your tournament look like? Are you, you're coming? I don't even know yet. You're coming no. on Thursday I have, night. Thursday night, I'll be there. It's I wasn't. I, no, I normally don't plan on. I just like coming Friday. But Thursday I is will be the there. more exciting I will, day I, I now because of all these fans. I might be there all day Thursday. And, and then, the Friday morning is Friday morning. best I might, hockey. I think. I think. I, I think. I'm trying to schedule out all of our clipping and. You know that stuff that needs to get done from the work perspective. Peter and 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 Brianna have been credentialed, so they'll be on site with writing and still photos. And then off site, I'll be managing all of our clips and takes on the tournament as well. So I don't know. I still don't know my full schedule. My wife's still asking. Yeah. She's, "What is our plan?" I'm like, "I am um, just hold on, hold on. Let me figure it out." Mm-hmm. I just got back last night at like eleven thirty mm-hmm. from a long two day stretch from your second family. 
for my second family in Warroad. Uh, there's World no, family. I was in no family pictures in Warroad with well, the with shame. the good guys. That, you know, you, I, I you bet didn't you even, East Grand would have had me. You in didn't some even mention pictures. if Carson Pilgrim wins state. He's a oh yes for sure. Leader. I think he's got a great story too. Yeah. Anyways, think about it. If I they win, that's he's got. That's a great take. I never sorry. saw that. Yeah, that's I didn't a think really about that. good take. Yeah, five for five. Yeah. Okay. Um, Carl, anything that missing before we sign off? No, uh, so we have our usual social on Saturday at Grand Seven as well. If you'd like to come crash that party, wow! You know, always welcome people. Is it Grand Seven? Please this year? keep your blood alcohol seem... contact under point two zero, please. It doesn't seem like it will be Lucky Palooza this year, too. So that's some good oh, news. Great. Hopefully yeah. not. Um, okay, that's what I have, Tony. All right, thanks to the Bread and Black League, Jack's Cafe, Gemini Athletic, Summit Orthopedics for their sponsorship. Thanks to you guys. And not Kayla, because she wasn't here to produce our yeah. show, but she will end less up sass. producing it. Less sass. Less, lot yeah. less sass. I enjoyed like, that. She would have had no sass here today anyway with her Lakesville South team taking second. Yeah, in the nothing stand up. One double yeah. A. It's been a fun show. We'll see everybody at state. Love is a burning thing. And it makes a fiery ring. Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire